and we are live here back with real news the ongoing election special as we are trying to stop the steal as we get close to inauguration day about two months from now but we have a very special show today we have a little bit of a throwback show in a way back to our radio days at penn state at the line 90.7 fm we are joined by of course our usual host here of myself alex and Dictator or Pluffy. I don't know what stats we're at yet, Phil. <laughs> and we. <Pluffy. laughs> I guess it's still Pluffy. And we are also joined by um, a guest that we had on the original Real News on the Line 90.7 FM in my junior year, I believe. Um, it is the one and only uh, former radio host of Penn State's, I believe, Altered State, Cosmic Rebecca. Welcome to the show, Cosmic Rebecca. Greetings, Sean, and greetings, Phil and uh, Fluffy. Meow. Yes, I'm actually the former host of uh, Avant Garde, with, uh, which I did with Cosmic Ray for years. But yes, recently I have been a guest on uh, Altered State with DJ TK. And most recently I did an interview on his Alterween election special two days before the election. As a consequence of which I am now banned for life in perpetu- in perpetuity. Yep. Yeah, and we're gonna dive right into that, and we'll play you guys all the clip, because uh, it's pretty crazy what they banned her for. I have to say, because um, we've had our fracases with the radio, as Alex calls them, not physical fracases, but you know, we've had our moments of contention. But this is a whole new level. But we're also joined by the. Uh, I believe former were you former co-advisor alumni of the line 90.7 FM um, Mr. Andy a former alumnus advisor of the line 90.7 FM and uh, founder and uh, uh, host of the radio free Penn State public affairs show that ran uh, up until uh, 2012 uh, when I was promptly dismissed from the station for a variety of other reasons and it was a long run. It was a rip-roaring ride at the station. Wow. A little bit before you guys got there. So Yeah. But thanks for having me on your show, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for One coming One generation on. to another. Oh. Well, those were the golden days of radio at the line 90.7 FM. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, wild shows then. That's right. In addition to short Yosha Andy, we also had... Uh, Jam 91, we had a girls' night, we had a sex and relationship show, Cosmic <laughs> Rayon, and I were on in the middle of the night, and he used to play, I think it was a track of a woman having an orgasm for about 45 minutes, <laughs> so, the, really, no, but this is a classic, this was a classic track, really, um, so those were the days, unfortunately, and Andy can talk about this later, uh, those days are over, how do we go from that to now my saying just the China virus and banned for life? Well, I'll let you play the clip and see what your listeners think. Yeah, I I, I can't believe you got away playing 45 minutes of that. I mean, that's something well, it's amazing what you can get, get away, away with. with uh, it's, a, it's amazing what you can get away with late at night or on weekends. But not anymore because, Andy, you were saying that you could not, you could, now you could, not get away with what you did on Radio Free Penn State 10 years ago. Well, it has nothing to do with any kind of lewd uh, or indecent conduct or, or verbal conduct. That's a completely different thing altogether. Uh, what I was talking about was how it seems like you can't get away with having a, a simple conversation about any number of contemporary political and social issues without being in some way censored today 
as compared to the years past. So without wasting any more time, let's let Sean get up and get right to the point. Absolutely, yeah. We will play the clip right now for everyone to hear because you'll be surprised that this is what did Cosmic Rebecca in, but we're going to play that now. Massively, um, I, I have been just very, very. All right, I have to refresh the page. Apparently, Mixcloud is not the best service for playing anything uh, when we need it. I've never used this now, service before. Sean, while you're just setting that up, could I read something to your listeners? Uh, actually, I have it set up right now. I just had to refresh the page, but we're good to go. Right. And then you can read your piece. Right. Uh, uh, okay, so your uh, listeners are going to hear just how naughty I was on the Ultraween election special. Yep, we're playing that right now. Screwed over by the DNC. That's TK. all I want to say about that. I, I wish that she had been given the opportunity to actually TK. do her thing. TK, All right, TK. what, Rebecca? TK. What? Please, what? please. What? Let's, let's, right now. It doesn't now, have to be all testosterone. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but if the belief if throw the, some estrogen in there. If the president is a male, he better have plenty of testosterone, and not just a little bit, not just an average amount of it. He better have he better have testosterone boiling over. And what otherwise? W w wouldn't I, that wouldn't that justify having a much younger president than either of the people that are currently? Oh well, see that's the amazing <laughs> thing about President Trump. It's amazing, and look how quickly he's recovered from his bout with this Chinese virus. But actually, I'm going to call it the PRC virus because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to affect, I don't want Chinese Americans, real Chinese Americans, patriots to be offended by what I'm saying. Because I speak Chinese, I'm in a Chinese organization, so let's just call it the PRC virus. Wait, you, you wait. Could, you could always go with the Epic the Times. You could always go for the Epic Times version, which is uh, the, the CCP oh. virus. It actually specifies the government paper. versus the, you know, the actual country itself versus That's the people. True. It's That's like, it's very true. Like, Let's let's just well, we'll put the blame on the China. government. We'll get back to China. All right. Okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, our leader. My testosterone is giving out. I have slumped down. I am defeated. So that's the full context of it right there. And as you can see, Cosmic Rebecca was referring to the Chinese virus, but then corrected herself and said, "I'd actually call it the PRC." Uh, virus for the People's Republic of China Communist Party, PRCP, I guess. Um, but then even the hosts there of the show said, hey, why don't we go with the Epic Times term that they use, which is the CCP virus. But apparently that was too much, and we had as the iHeartRadio interview you were just on today, the guy on there called it, um, DJ Karen went and complained and said... No, that's racist. Gotta get her off. And now she's banned for life from the Line 90.7 FM, a radio she was on the whole time at Penn State. It's Penn State Official Radio. She's banned our yeah. show. Uh, but you can't go on at all right now. So what are your thoughts? What, right. what do you have to say for all this? 
after after six years i've been banned for life well as i said i'm just going to read a, a little bit from um a newspaper called the american advocate from idaho and you know i think this is very apt since i've been so naughty in talking about the kung fu virus that has swept the globe from the shores of mainland china it's kung flu oh kung flu oh the kung the kung flu virus Actually, By the way, DJ all... TK's in the chat. Hi, DJ TK. Oh, you're in the chat. Hi, TK. So this article is called Steps to Bondage, which seems very appropriate. <laughs> since we're talking about naughty words over the airwaves. And there's actually an image of the bondage statue at the Anne Frank Monument in Boise, Idaho, which I have visited many times. And it says here, the statue of bondage shows the steps that lead to the loss of freedom for individuals and nations. The five steps are as follows. Number one, language. In the first step toward enslaving nations begins with propaganda and takes away freedom of speech. Protesters who have recently destroyed cities throughout the United States call themselves Antifa, which means anti-fascist the opposite of what they actually are. Nazism is a form of fascism with disdain for democracy and use violence to suppress opposition, in this case, language freedom of speech. And then it goes on, the, the next four, uh, I guess, chains of bondage would be government officials avoiding their responsibilities, um, discrimination, violence, elimination, and as Vice President Hopeful Kamala Harris said, quote, they won't stop, they won't stop, and they shouldn't stop, meaning the Antifa, the people who are trampling all over our freedoms. So, so yes, well, you, you mentioned briefly what happened to me. Everyone just heard the clip. And a few minutes after I said that, another host, in fact, not a, not a random caller, but another host texted the host of the show, DJ TK, and in the text, which I've seen, he said, she's a blanking racist blank and the first blank begins with the letter f and the third blank begins with the letter b and then during the break she again she called him on his own phone not on the, the station line and she just blasted him she sandblasted him she unleashed a torrent and then again called him the next night and unleashed a torrent and what really makes me angry and really pains me in my heart is that she didn't have the guts to call in to the station and actually discuss this with me on air. She should have. And this is someone, DJ Karen, she's been a host at the Line 90.7 FM for about 14 or 15 years, longer than anyone else. She should have at least been professional enough to call into the station and discuss it with me. And DJ TK, the next night when she called him again and started yelling, he offered her my telephone number and she refused to accept it. Wow. So she was totally not open to any conversation, which obviously doesn't get us anywhere on this. Did she do anything else after this, after she complained to the radio? Yes. Well, about a week and so since then, uh, about a week and a half ago, DJ TK to me when I asked him about the situation he said well he said it's it's a bit of a headache but it's manageable and he said the station officers emailed him the president to say they're on our side his side and mine side but then somehow you know over the course of 10 days it escalated and a few days ago both he and I received messages emails from the president of the Lions saying that I have been banned for life the 
university code of conduct was um, invoked. And in the code of conduct, it actually says that you cannot be discriminated against for your political beliefs. Actually, in the email in which they're banning me for life, they cite the code of conduct you know, as the reason for banning me, and that saying China virus or PRC virus is a, is a violation of this code of conduct, but then you read a few other lines down the code of conduct, and it says you can't be discriminated against for your political beliefs. As Nigel says, you cannot make this stuff up. Perhaps I'll ask Andy to comment about, because he's seen the email and the section of the Code of Conduct, and Andy, you were saying earlier that that section is not actually um, the Code of Conduct. Uh, yeah, so real quick, uh, uh, she received this email saying that she, the station, from the state student officer saying that, that she cannot be offered any more airtime, and they cited the, the uh, school's Code of Conduct as the reason. Uh, and they uh, quote, they give a quote here that's excerpted. It says it's the policy of the university to maintain environment free of harassment, free of discrimination against any person because of age, race, color, ancestry, national origin, sex, sexual orientation, gender, blah, blah. I'm just going to skip over religion, creed, uniform services, veteran status, marital family status, and on and on and on. But it also says political ideas as well. Uh, next sentence, discriminatory conduct and harassment violates the dignity of individuals impedes the realization of the university's educational system and will not be tolerated, unquote. Uh, so we did a little digging, and that's actually uh, incorrect. That is not the Penn State University Code of Conduct. Um, the Department of Student Affairs at Penn State has a code of conduct, but this is not lifted from that. This is actually lifted uh, from a university-wide administrative policy, uh, administrative policy number 91, 8091, is on discrimination and harassment related to inappropriate conduct and it grew out of uh, similar policies uh, like 8085 it, it all it all deals with sexual harassment title nine and all that kind of related stuff and these policies are always evolving and changing because you know Penn State gets sued left and right and so uh, they constantly have to kind of like reword and recraft these policies some of them are aspirational some of them tie into procedural uh, processes when it comes to enforcement and uh, doling out student disciplinary actions when people do things. But it, it's by no means limited, of course, to student conduct or uh, anything like that. It's it's limited to everything from, from uh, employers and managers and supervisors and how they deal with their subordinates to faculty-student relations and on and on, as you can imagine. Uh, but in any event, this is from pol uh, Policy 8091. Uh, that uh, they lifted what they quoted as the reason for her dismissal. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter, though, where it came from. The bigger point, there's two points that I see. Firstly, she really didn't violate anything. Uh, she in no way uh, projected any kind of animus or any kind of harassment toward any individual person for any particular reason or purpose or, or basis, uh, namely like, let's say, race or ethnicity or anything like that, as they tried to suggest that she did. Um, and so it's a completely inapplicable uh, application of a policy that they didn't even bother quoting correctly. They cited the wrong thing. Uh, and so secondly, you know, uh, Rebecca is not an employee, nor is she, is she a student. She was simply a guest on someone's radio program and as you may remember, Sean, uh, I don't know how you did your show, but I tell you, when we did our show, we were very much uh, advocates of free speech. And uh, in the course of doing so, 
the one thing that student radio exemplified within the university, even though some programs may have been a little uh, too racy, the, the bigger point though is that campus radio exemplified the true spirit of education in that you were able to have rigorous and robust debate and open discourse over any number of issues and topics. And that's essentially what a university should be about. That's what higher education and higher learning are supposed to be about. And so what you have at Penn State, if I can just kind of sum it all up at, from 30,000 feet, you have a litany of policies and guidelines. And as I said, some are at more aspirational, some have more teeth. They all deal with um, diversity and inclusion to one extent or another. And all of that sounds great because you want everyone to feel comfortable in, in order for them to be able to learn. Sometimes uh, people's sensibilities may necessarily come in conflict uh, with, with the spirit of open discourse and, and rigorous dialogue and debate. And um, when it does, all too often, places like Penn State and other schools, PSU is not alone, they often come down and err on the side of, of censoring or enacting policies or enforcing measures that lead to chilling effects among students so that they don't always end up having that kind of rigorous and open discourse that they were quite frankly ought to be having both inside and outside of the classroom and certainly both on and off the radio airwaves. And so there was nothing that Rebecca said that in any way was, was in violation of FCC guidelines regarding obscenity, profanity, indecent uh, oral conduct or verbal behavior, none of that. Uh, it was all well within FCC guidelines. And because one person complained, um, they, you know, that went up the flagpole and then all of a mm -hmm. sudden the heat came down and the student officers sided with, uh, with that person, I guess, and decided, okay, we're not gonna permit this person to ever come back on the airwaves. Uh, citing the code of conduct, which again was inapplicable in this whole matter. So that's a sad, unfortunate, the uh, short of the whole story. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing too that really got me, and I was even going to ask you that be answered is that she didn't violate any FCC policy, which is the one thing that I can totally understand to get somebody kicked off there for. You know, I think the FCC is like ridiculous with a lot of their rules and pretty anti-free speech in a lot of ways but if you're going to be an fcc licensed radio you gotta follow the fcc's guidelines and she didn't violate any of that and even this guideline here i found the ad 91 discrimination harassment related inappropriate conduct policy from penn state and as you can see like here's the part that they cited and i don't see how I mean, it's so vague that you could throw anything into this. It says there's a policy university to maintain an environment free of harassment, free of discrimination against any person because of, and they name every, you know, uh, characteristic under the sun. How does a university even do that? Number one, like to 100% maintain that is like not well, physically well, possible. Well, Sean, to maintain that, they'd have to maintain 24 24-7 vigilance so that anytime anyone said anything that made someone else feel harassed, violated, that the person who said the whatever the remark was would have to be silenced. Well, right. And Isn't you know that what? the upshot of this? They, in fact, they just real quick, just for the record, Penn State actually got sued. Uh, there's a Christian legal group called uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, formerly Alliance Defense Fund out of Arizona. They found a plaintiff back in 2006. He was a Penn State student who uh, they sued Penn State uh, for a policy, I forget which AD policy number it was offhand, but the, the policy concluded with the phrase, 
intolerance shall not be tolerated. Okay, that's literally what it said. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up, right? <laughs> and they got sued for that, meaning that uh, they had to, other than paying for like attorney's fees, uh, they the main point of the suit was that they had to rewrite the policy to, uh, pertaining to harassment to be more in accordance with existing state laws, rather than writing these overly broad policies that try to encompass anything and everything under the sun and that alludes to your point, Sean, because what they do is they deliberately write these policies in this kind of catch-all way so they can cast the net wide so that anytime someone farts the wrong way, they can say, aha, you violated our policy. So now it's time to slap you on the wrist if they want to, if the political winds blow such that it's expedient for them to do so, of course, because other times, you know, somebody gets away with something and, oh, nothing happens. But in this instance... Rebecca, you know, stepped on the wrong eggshell and somebody's feathers got fluffled a little bit. And uh, suddenly now we have to slap her down uh, conveniently along the lines of a policy that we're citing that isn't even really being cited. So it's all a bunch of BS. And, uh, you know, it, it's just only this only leads to a chilling effect that opens up more lawsuits. Yeah. Okay. But I, I do hold out some hope. I have one hope that when Donald Trump inaugurates his own party someday, that he will grant me a presidential pardon. Okay. That's my, that's my great ambition <laughs> for the future. But just to get back down to earth now in that paragraph. You which... haven't been convicted of any crimes, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't admit to a crime yet. My, a presidential pardon for my actually quoting the president. And if you are silenced for quoting the president of the United States and the premier democracy of the world, or we're supposed to be, free speech is truly dead, right? Or it's, it's, it's uttering its last death rattle. And that is what is really terrifying here. And if you notice in that paragraph, Sean, in the email that was sent to me by the president, he says, that we, of course, uphold an atmosphere, you know, a policy of free speech here, open debate. And then at the very end of the paragraph, he says, but you can't say the China virus or the PRC virus (laughs) because you cannot append, you cannot append any race, the name of any race, et cetera, to the name of a worldwide pandemic. And as we discussed yesterday, Andy, with a Spanish flu, and don't forget the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, which the Obama administration coined. And question, if I had said either of those during DJTK's show, would DJ Karen have been offended? And if I had said the virus, and I asked DJTK this, a rhetorical question, had I said the virus which came from China, would she have been all right with that? And he said, no, this is the, because, he really offended her was your entire pro Donald Trump stance your pro we are Penn State we are Trump great you're uh, you know talking about him as the anointed one etc and how I as a white woman I love Donald Trump's personality I could spend a whole show discussing how much I love his personality and she was just offended by my entire pro Donald platform and he said that's what really got her well, yeah. we were very vocally pro-Trump on our show, and I know she listened to our show, so I'm a little bit Did surprised she? we didn't get uh, a permanent axe at some point. But you did say that you received a ban for several months at the line 90.7 FM because of something you said, and you believe it may have, we're speaking, it may have been DJ Karen who reported it. Perhaps you should just describe what happened to you. Yes. That was before the coronavirus, though. That's... 
Yeah, that's a good point, Andy. It was actually before the coronavirus. It was spring 2019, wasn't it? I believe so. That's when we were um, reprimanded. And clearly there's a gag now, and not just at the university, not just at universities, but just around the United States and society against calling it the PRC virus, the Chinese virus, the virus from China, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because when I talk to my mother on the phone, she's in California right now, right now she has been fed the party line from the governor gavin newsom that the virus determines everything the virus the virus is everywhere we cannot do anything until the virus is under control and that you're not supposed to say the chinese virus or the virus that came from china i mean except protest and riot for left-wing causes and uh, democrat victories that's that's permissible yeah that that that's that's all permissible <sighs> yeah, yeah i i yeah and and yeah and speaking of that like i'll give a quick recap of my story so in 2019 yeah your story we uh were doing the show and we were talking about a buzzfeed photo this was posted by buzzfeed the left-wing news outlet and it was a selfie of like their staff or something and it was a bunch of women and they were all white women except one who was asian and so we were mocking it because we're like, wow, this is obviously, you know, because the, the caption on the tweet said diversity. And we're mocking because there clearly isn't any diversity here. Like, they're trying to be all progressive, but it's literally just a bunch of white women except for one non-white woman. And when I was mocking the photo being taken, I didn't emphasize a certain part of a sound effect correctly i was just like oh diversity like they're taking the picture and they're saying diversity and i made the sound of the shutter like the camera makes i went ka-chink but i didn't pronounce the ka discreetly enough and so you just heard the end of that and so people that i or should i say one person in particular probably only interpreted it the wrong way and I can understand how this gets interpreted the wrong way. Like, it was a screw up on my part, but I did not in any way intend or say the racial slur they thought I did say. Because, it, first of all, if I did, let's say I did, let's say that term slipped out, which I've never used before and would not use. If it did slip out, I would have dumped it. We all know there's a dump button on the radio. It's not a seven yeah. second delay. You hit the delay. button and it would go away and you wouldn't it wouldn't even go out on air if i'd actually said it and if my fellow co-hosts had interpreted it that way and had heard me say that they would have been like oh shoot sean uh hit the dump button and i would have but i didn't because that's not what i said but they interpreted it that way got me in trouble got me kicked off for like a few months and then i got back on and it was just a really bad situation because it's one of those where you're saying, like, look, nobody's going to believe me, but this is literally what I meant to say and what I was trying to say. And so I, I, I understand why the radio had to do what they had to do, but I it sometimes does feel like there are certain people out there that are gunning for you, and I don't... I, I wonder if she, still, she or some other people listened to my show after that because they claimed they had complaints from the Asian community. I'm like, well... First of all, does anybody listen to my show? I mean, how many people actually listen to it? And I, I don't believe we just had this like flood of people from the Asian community complaining over one show played on Saturdays from 7 to 9. I just don't buy it. So I know it was probably one particular person. 
Well, Sean, this almost makes me wonder, and I, I did raise this as a possibility. It's a speculation, and again, it's based on what I know of a lot of universities in the United States and what's going on in California. I'm now referring to California as Chifornia, is whether there might be some gag order at the top levels of universities that's coming down, and you and even and that maybe there there may perhaps we have informants. Perhaps one person is appointed to be, now again, this is speculation, because as you just said, you know, how many people were actually listen? Was it as if the entire Asian community at Penn State was listening to your show, right? Yeah, and I want to make clear, we're all saying this is all allegedly, we really don't know for certain who or what happened well, with this, but right. this is allegedly what we believe happened well what happened to me though that's not allegedly because yes. in the easy's emails the person dj karen who uh complained about it she is cc'd in all of these emails and i've seen the text from her to dj tk and she said much worse things of course well, i guess this is this is an adult show it's late at night but he told me today that she wanted to slap me around or that he should in the station slap me around what for what i said yeah, he said that to me today. That uh, those are fighting she, words. <laughs> he said you something like you should slap her, give her a slap there in the station. That's, so uh, I that's actually a, hope I hope I violence. run into her on the street because let her just let her make my day. Let her try to slap me around. Wow. Uh, I, I see. I wonder how all this conflicts with remember, President Trump's Sean, executive Sean, order Sean. that protected free speech on question. campuses. Yeah, Sean. Sean, I was just talking about being slapped around, and I couldn't help remembering when you interviewed me last year, and I was talking about kicking the walls in Britain after Nigel got shaked because I was so P I S S E G O O O F F. No, we're not in the radio. Okay, but we'll, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see we're totally uncensored here. But I remember totally too uncensored. when we had a caller that complimented your kicking skills. Oh yes, we had and that caller wanted to meet me down at the uh, what what bar was that in the downtown here? <laughs> but, okay, now Andy's giving me that look. Right, we got to get serious. So uh, let's get back to the larger issues here, because Andy mentioned the riots, and they've happened both in the United States and in Britain. And you know, there's been no social distancing, no mask wearing, and nobody complained about anything. And it does seem to me, from what I'm just observing here on campus, that ask I'm going to ask you both. DJ Sean, Andy, yep. why is it that in the same camp we've got the globalists, mask fascists, the lockdown fanatics, the statue decapitators, and I'm calling them the slave speech preachers? They're all in the same camp. Yeah. It's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> well, not for us. What is it, Sean, do you want to know something I saw on campus about a week ago? I saw an entire band of outside the music building. They were all playing wind instruments, trumpets and trombones and flutes. And while they were playing, they all were wearing masks, even though they were standing more than six feet apart and were out in the fresh air. Yeah. Wait, wait, I mean, in my, in my opinion, this is all relevant. You know, mask, mask, mask fascism and slave speech preaching. It's all part wait, and parcel wait, wait. of the same deal here. Let him ask a question. Okay. How do you wear a mask and play a uh, like a trumpet? How does that even work, like physically? Like unless there's a like a hole in there, which I've seen like memes of that. But like, no, I don't. I don't see. I can even physically do that. I know people that knew people in the blue band. They supposedly had to wear a mask during practice with like a slit in it to blow through their instruments. 
It's one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen. Like, do they want you to eat that way too now? Well, I've never, I've never played a wind instrument, but you did say that DJ TK is in the chat, and I know he did play a wind instrument. So I, I can't speak to that, but it just did seem strange to me that they were so far apart out in the open air last week when the weather was so nice, and they were all wearing masks. Well, supposedly, by the way, circle back to what um, DJ Karen was supposedly saying about slapping you around. She claims it was metaphorical. Uh, in terms of slapping you, she does. Oh, is that what DJ TK did? He that's, just that's what I've been told. Metaphorical. Uh, uh, what's metaphorical slapping? Wait. Yeah, I personally I have don't to think buy about it. That that's a moment. my opinion, but I, I, I look. The, I, I think it's very interesting. And DJ TK did say play trumpet, which is cool. I played trumpet too back in high school, so that's awesome. But. It's very ludicrous to say and crazy to say that's a metaphor. It sounds like you're backstepping it to me. Backtracking. Sean, Sean, metaphorical slapping. I should have been metaphorically slapped. Well, let me ask DJ Karen if she's listening and everyone else this. Could I possibly consider that when I said the Chinese virus or the PRC virus that I was giving a metaphorical slap verbally through the airwaves to the People's Republic of China that let this thing loose on the, on the all over the planet, which has resulted in all of our freedoms being locked down in our Western world and thousands and thousands of extra mail-in ballots being sent around to people in this state. And in fact, yesterday I attended the Center County meeting, the meeting of the Center County Republicans, and that was the topic about all the election fraud going on. But I also told them what had happened. And one of the questions you asked me earlier is, what can we do about this? And they gave me the names of two organizations which they want me to speak to. One of them is the Leadership Institute, yes. led by Morton Blackwell, and Andy might say something about that. And then also Turning Point, which is led by Charles Kirk, who's a good friend of Don Jr.'s. So. Yeah, I've been involved with both, actually. I went to Leadership Institute school and went through their whole train. I know Alex did that, too. And we've all been involved with Turning Point at Penn State back in the day when it was pretty cool. And we even brought Don Jr. to Penn State that one year. And, I mean, there's a lot of great resources out there where you can pursue action on this. I and mean, that's something we can definitely talk about more off air. But uh, the, the, my big thing has always been free speech. I know everybody here, it's been a big thing for them as well because we just can't let this bullying and intimidation continue by the universities, by all these SJWs on campuses. I mean, look, yes, I'm a partisan. I love Trump. I am a populist, nationalist type person, but I still support everybody's right to free speech, and we all do. And this this shouldn't be something that's debatable in 2020, but apparently it is, so we have to fight back 10 times harder for our rights. If you don't fight for them, they're gone. You're absolutely right. Uh, if I can just interject, though, the thing with her case is a little sticky because, um, you know, she was a guest on someone's show right? Uh, on, on the line. And, and as we always tell, as you remember, probably, Sean, and we certainly made this point to everybody when I was there. You know, it's, it's not anyone's inherent right to be, you know, on the radio. It's a privilege to be on radio. It's not a right to have a radio show or to be on the airwaves. Um, on the other hand, uh, what happened in this case is quite absurd. As I said, you know, when one person complains, in this case, it becomes the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. 
Uh, you have, uh, the, the, I'll, again, I'll just read the actual line that the student officers emailed Rebecca. They said, upon discussions with station officers and, and faculty advisors, we are of the opinion that the term Chinese virus, in quotes, or PRC virus, in quotes, or any other term that attempts to attach a public health issue to a certain race slash ethnicity for no reason other than flagrancy or divisiveness is in violation of the Penn State Code of Conduct and therefore they're declining to offer her further airtime. How the uh, hell know, is PRC one, virus a exactly, violation of that? Exactly. So they're of this opinion. Well, they're, they're allowed to state an opinion. Uh, at the same time, uh, what they're doing here is, is they're violating one the one of their existing DJ's uh, right to be able to interview someone he wants to, and in this case, Rebecca, uh, about any issue under the sun uh, that she may uh, on, on their airwaves who did not in any way violate the existing uh, FCC guidelines or rules with her verbal on-air conduct. Uh, PRC virus is not in any way an allusion to any race or ethnicity. It's the government of a country that, by the way, as we all know, is very much at least culpable for the fact that this virus did in fact escape to the entire world. So calling it a PRC virus actually is, is actually very, very appropriate, arguably, because it, had it not been for the actions of the Chinese government strong-arming uh, uh, Italy and other countries into forcing international, accept international flights from Wuhan, while at the same time closing off domestic flights from Wuhan to other provinces of China, and also lying to the World Health Organization and other countries about the nature and scope of, of the pandemic, and on and on down the list. So arguably, PRC virus is quite an appropriate uh, label to put on it, so how the station officers can act like uh, that is somehow inappropriate uh, with respect to the PSU code of conduct is beyond the pale of logic and reason. And as far as Chinese virus is concerned, again, it goes back to the point that it's not uncommon uh, to name an illness or a sickness or a disease or any kind of a condition or anything simply because it came from the country where it's ascribed to or where it originated. Uh, it's no different than, you know, saying, uh, I don't know, MERS is Middle right. East uh, Respiratory Syst uh, Syndrome. I mean, nobody got offended about that. Well, it was named that because that's where it came from. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't, don't see, and, and, to, and then to furthermore say that uh, this was all done for no other reason than flagrancy or divisiveness. Well, that too is just an, an opinion. Uh, could I could I just interject something there? As every everyone who heard the clip, I immediately after I said it that I would I think it's better to call it the PRC virus, and DJ TK interjected and said I think it's better to call it the CCP virus. I pointed out that I've been learning Mandarin Chinese. I'm in a Chinese organization. I have many Chinese American friends, and Chinese they're they're wonderful. They're patriots. And I think I went on to talk a little bit about the spying in California by uh, citizens of the PRC and how they're spying on Chinese Americans and reporting back to the PRC. This is, this is a terrible situation. I actually did a MAGA Girls interview about China about a month or so ago in Idaho. And if people want to listen to that, they can go to YouTube. And our filmographer, her channel is Pam Hemphill, just P-A-M space, and then H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L, -L, and that was in early October, and they can, you know, hear a more extended version of what I have to say about China. But in DJTK's interviewed, I pointed out that um, this is not about 
Chinese Americans. But the person DJ Karen, she did not hear any of that. Mm-hmm. All she heard was Chinese virus. Well, and even there too, what I, I like when they said in the email about you being divisive and all these other things, they're mind reading. They're mind reading intent yeah. there that they cannot prove. And frankly, you can prove your intention because you explained it on air. And I am just, I, I, I'm not shocked that the university was, you know, bending over for this, but I'm still a little surprised at just how severely they hit you. And I think it's just a bunch of crap. Like it, that, that it's just well, so stupid. I mean, I've never heard of a, like, because like, people have said that on the radio before. Like, I think Alex right. was saying, Sebastian Gorka mm. says on the radio all the time. He's on FCC station. Right. Yeah. Well, now we're getting to maybe a lot uh, other. Well, it's worse than this because DJTK as well has received a strike against his himself and his show because of my appearance and those two words, China virus. And if he gets another strike, any reason... He is off the air forever, even though he's what? been a host here on the, yes, on the line 90.7 FM for, I think his show's been on 13, 14 years or something like that. So it's worse than just me. It's also, it's also affected him. DJ and it makes CK me wonder. Did nothing wrong. Now, yes. did, did that guy, uh, the, the host, did he try to appeal that to the university? Unfortunately, unfortunately, and this is the climate we're living in, he and I, DJTK, talked about this today. I do not want to do anything in any way that might lead to repercussions upon him. And it is really sad that we are so fearful now of what we might say or do. He and I both have been a host for where I was for a long time, and he has been there 14 years of something that... Yeah, something that could now get him fired permanently. Well, actually, if I can just interject, um, the DJ himself, because he was the host of the show, Rebecca. Yeah. He's the one that that ought to, you know, reach out to these external entities and uh, seek counsel on on that and say, look, uh, even though it's not my right to do a radio show, but I have been doing it for a long time. Hey, I had a guest who espoused these opinions and even clarified them. I did so together with her. And clearly there was no intent of malice or flagrancy or divisiveness. Anyone can tell from the context if they listen to it. And I'm being reprimanded by the not only the student officers of the station, but in conjunction with and in consultation with quote-unquote university faculty advisors uh, who were waiting to be named. And that's where it, it, it gets thorny because... It's not the the students themselves that are taking action alone. It's in consultation with so-called faculty advisors. We can only wonder who they are. They are paid employees of the university and uh, this state-affiliated tax-subsidized university. And uh, there we have to ask the question, why are the student officers or maybe the faculty advisors along with their student officer toadies, if that's how they're going to act, why are they creating a chilling effect trying to censor the existing DJs on the uh, radio station uh, who, along with their guests, are in no way violating FCC rules and regulations. Now, 
interestingly, uh, did you ever hear about something called the Confucius Institute? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I know yes. all about the Confucius Institute. I know, because I'm going to tell you right now, I have taken courses with the Confucius Institute in Boise, Idaho, and there's been a lot of controver controversy about these Confucius Institutes at our universities. And initially we were told, and I was told, that they they come from the Hanban Institute in which is which is um, an arm of the uh, People's Republic of China, and they what they like to say is that this is just about culture and learning, uh, or you know for people around the world. And I love Chinese. Let me say something about this actually. DJ Karen, you listen to this, all right? I love Chinese culture. I well, you, everybody knows I'm a painter, and I've been recently painting Donald Trump portraits to try to recoup all my campaigning debt. And I had a teacher from China. Her name was Master Madeline Fu. And she and her husband, Paul Fu, escaped from Maoist China and the Cultural Revolution with their lives through Taiwan. And then she moved eventually to, she emigrated with her husband to the San Francisco Bay Area. And then I trained with her in Chinese brush painting for a few years. And she, I loved her to death. And when she died in December 2016, I have never been the same person as a painter since then. She was, she had the soul, she was like a rock from a boulder, an ancient boulder from the Ming dynasty. She was like a little, she was like a female Yoda. And I had a lot of conversations with her, you know, her children and her family and other people knew her about her history. And if she were here, if Master Fu was here, she would be on my side in this because she herself experienced the horrors of Maoist China. I'm getting em yeah. I'm getting emotional here, but it is because I loved her so much. Well, I, well, I, I loved her. Okay, and I think about her all the time. Well, what I was saying about that is, you know, Penn State. They had a relationship with them up until pretty recently, and I think a lot of those same sort of faculty and the people that it brought here have infiltrated the university. Mm -hmm. And that, well, like, here's the thing. If you said this, you know, like, let's say this was, you know, Spain, like the Spanish flu. If that were the case and you said Spanish flu, they wouldn't care because they are not compromised by the People's Republic of China. The right. university itself, and it's not even just that too, like look how much money gets pumped into the university, either, you know, from the Chinese students who come here or from, you know, the stuff they buy to the neighboring communities. Like the Penn State is in bed with the Chinese. That's right. Okay. That's he right. DJ That's Phil, can I read something to you briefly here from the Epoch Times, the, uh, the October edition? Um, and it's about how universities, U.S. universities, failed to report $6.5 billion in foreign funding. Um, universities here, they received a total of more than $19.6 billion in foreign gifts and contracts from 2014 to 2020, including nearly $1.5 billion from China, almost $3.1 billion from Qatar, and more than $1.1 billion from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So that's that that it's it's strangely suspicious that that it's it's taboo to call out the quote unquote PRC virus now on the airwaves of the Penn State uh, student radio station uh, in light of facts like that. 
that she just read. Now that's not that's not Penn State University specific. That's American universities altogether. Right. Uh, but there there was a federal press release that was uh, released ahead of that before that appeared, uh, stating this and that um, that the federal government is finding that many universities in America, uh, one of whom even has a defense contract, uh, is is not reporting these monies that are coming from China. So yeah. that's very suspicious and uh it's cause for real concern i think we need to shine the microscope on or or the the flashlight on that right and could i i'll just mention that last year um i had a friend and i have a friend he is a professor at a university in upstate new york and he married a woman from the prc and i know her and she's a wonderful person and i attended the wedding and uh, and then it was right after that wedding that I came back to State College and did the interview with you, DJ Sean, on The Real News. And right after his, a day or two after his wedding, he and I had a long discussion. And my first question to him was, did you and she discuss her becoming an American citizen? And he said, no, we've never discussed it. It's a topic we've avoided. I said, you've avoided it? He said, yes. And he told me later in the conversation that most PRC citizens... Even, even if they have permanent jobs here at universities and they're married to Americans and they have children who are born here or U.S. citizens, have no intention whatsoever of becoming American citizens. Even if they could, because he did point out that since, um, you know, you had the Trump administration, it's become more difficult. The Trump administration has made it more difficult for them to become U.S. citizens, and I completely agree with that. But he said most of them have not the slightest intention, even if they could easily do it. Their allegiance is to the PRC. And he said the most disturbing thing he said to me was that academics from the PRC at our universities here in the United States are slightly, emphasize slightly, he said slightly report back to the PRC slightly less than PRC citizens who are working in industry in the United States. Or I think he said slightly less likely to report back. Yeah, and apparently the uh, Confucius Institute at Penn State was opened uh, in 2010 uh, as a part of the College of Liberal Arts and a collaborative project between the Dalian University of Technology and China's uh, Lying uh, Province, and they closed in 2014. And if you look on Wikipedia about the Confucius Institute, they even say on there that um, in... 2020 this year in august the u.s department of state designated the confucius institute u.s center as a foreign mission of the prc i mean this is just a communist uh arm of influence in america and i know i was talking to one of my chinese friends who's at, from china and used, went to penn state for a little bit and now is back in china he said that the i forget what it's called it's like the i think the chinese Chinese Student Association has tremendous influence on Penn State and whenever they want something Penn State does what they say whenever they push back in something that Penn State's done Penn State uh, bends the knee and does what they want so the well that doesn't surprise me Sean given what I'm I've been doing some investigations here in the downtown of these new buildings going up have you seen them these there are several high-rises and of what I've heard is that Chinese banks are funding these rises which high rises were those by chance do you know um there it's the one on the corner of college and atherton and then there's one actually right next to cosmic rays building on the corner of uh beaver and pew 
and I was just in that building just this evening meeting with Cosmic Ray before I, you know, I came over here. And I was on the top floor, the eighth floor, talking to one of Ray's neighbors. I popped in to say hello to him. And he said, look at that building right there next to me. He said, the reason I moved into this building was because I had a view. And he said, they, they, they just built this building. They built this luxury housing. That's how it was touted, luxury housing. And he said, all the Chinese, I'm going to emphasize, PRC students are living in that building. I wonder if that's the, I think it's called the Heights, or what, what was that, Alex, what's that brand new one that we saw called? Oh, geez, I don't know, that was like, like, see, it's, no wonder it's all the Chinese people live there, because they're the only people who can afford that's it. That's right. Like, uh, they, they, they the money Chinese. And this, we're not just, the, the amount of money is ridiculous. When I came back here a year ago, I was, and again, I hadn't been here for a few years, and I see them driving around campus in mercedes suvs and in the down this again was september 2019 i spoke to a merchant in the downtown he's had a store here for about 30 years and i asked him about this and he said oh those are just their day cars i said they're day cars he said yes they are buying in cash at local car dealerships ferraris and other sports cars oh, yeah. and a student who them. just graduated here from penn state she's now a catago driver she told me that one of them had when I hear these stories, I, she, she said they have one of them has a Rolls Royce parked in the parking lot. Of, so these aren't just urban myths. I'm seeing this right now in the downtown. And one I think I did learn from Nigel being in the Brexit party and campaigning with him all last year is don't listen to the network news. Go out and talk to people. So wherever I am, I go and talk to people and I investigate on the ground. I mean, that's one of the things I love to do in politics is just go around and talk to people wherever I am and find out things. <laughs> yeah, they drive everything. Like I've seen them in uh, Range Rovers with aftermarket metallic paint. I've seen them in Rolls Royces, Bentleys, McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Maseratis. Okay. I've seen everything. Okay, um, so these aren't just, all right. Yeah, more and more of these cars that like are Ferraris and Lambos are uh, appearing all over the place. And, uh, not just like out of state, rich, affluent, well to do, uh, you know, white kids from Jersey or uh, New York or uh, Virginia. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of international students. And uh, it ain't like it was a few decades ago when the vast majority of your international students were were very poor, certainly more poor than the average uh, suburban American uh, who was, let's say, going to grad school, for example. Uh, where you're talking about a lot of moneyed people well-to-do affluent people from certain parts of the Middle East, but but mostly from the super cities in, in uh, China are coming in uh, to places like Penn State and elsewhere. And I'll tell you what, it's, uh, for better or worse, it is disproportionately skewing local housing market uh, in State College and the greater State College area, uh, as well as the car insurance market, too, and <laughs> all, all of what you're seeing around here you normally would not have seen yeah one I, thing i am noticing go ahead Please one go of ahead, the Tom. buildings i was gonna mention too that's brand new i remember when i was graduating is called the rise yeah. it's on uh where college meets high street is that one of the buildings yes. that you yep. were seeing mm -hmm. yeah there are three of them that one and then the one next to cosmic rays building on the corner of pew and college and then the one on the corner of college and atherton okay gotcha Eight. Yeah, I'm looking at the corner of Pew and College, and we have, uh, I don't know if they have apartments where I'm looking at, but I'll try and find that one. 
Well, this evening, as I said, when I was in Cosmic Ray's building, and he lives right on the eighth floor, and I'm looking out the window, and one thing I am noticing in common with all these three buildings now is that all the shades are pulled down, and all the, you know these high rises, all the shades are pulled down in the rooms. You can't. I mean, like in Cosmic Ray's building on the on the eighth floor, everybody wants to see the view, right? Well, it's now been obscured by this building next to it, but everybody's got their windows open and their shutters up. But in these buildings, all the shades are pulled down. Now, I don't. I hope no, I don't sound like a conspiracy theorist. I'm just making an observation. Mm-hmm. I've been walking around a lot at night, looking at all of them. All their shades are pulled down. You know, it's interesting. Uh, State College used to have a building heights restrictions uh, ordinance, so that they wouldn't. Um build any building on campus let's say taller than penn tower okay um on beaver and beaver canyon but then these high rises have gone up and since then it's it's they're all way higher than that so oh, yeah. what happened to the what happened to those ordinances well obviously with the, for the right price yeah. any any rule can be changed or gotten around sure that actually came up yesterday in the meeting of the center county republicans that these high rises were violating what you the city ordinances that used to be in place and you're raising a good question how did how do they get around those uh, we we don't know but you know let's say some of them are listening right now i'll say this i feel i really truly feel sorry for you the students from the people's republic of china i know you've got enormous wealth you are in a very, very difficult situation, as are all the both the Chinese, the Chinese Americans, and also PRC citizens in California. You know very well that if you do anything out of line, your relatives back in on in mainland China can be jailed, tortured, lose their livelihoods. So, how, what what do we do? What do we do? When I was here in September 2019, and I did that interview with you, Sean, I met. I'll call her a defector. You don't hear this much from them. And I, I met her actually at, a, at a, a dance event on campus. And she was, you know, I spoke a little Chinese with her. And she said, look, we hate our government. We hate it. What can we do? And then she and I arranged a meeting. And she never showed up to the meeting. At the last minute, she, she canceled. Ooh. So we're, we're in a war which hasn't been declared. And how, how do you fight this kind of a war? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly like it's it's I mean, I've said we've said on the show for a long time that the real threat's not Russia. It's China. China's growing to become a superpower if they aren't already. And they have been stealing our technology. They've been stealing our intellectual property. They hate us. And they're an authoritarian totalitarian regime that's like a modern day Nazi Germany. That's the crazy thing to take in mind here because they look they have concentration camps that they're throwing muslims in just like the nazis put jews in concentration camps and other groups the chinese are doing that to the muslims it's a modern day holocaust happening in china and penn state is bending over for the modern day nazi germany it's ridiculous it's 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 so bad and it's it's amazing that this is still going on and we're going to try and fight in every way we can of course we're going to help you guys out but this is just ridiculous and i'm looking at these you know fancy apartments like i found the other one the metropolitan and yeah, these are very nice apartments too like they're expensive luxury. as hell Sean, luxury but while while they were being built there were big signs that said luxury student housing and i thought wait students live in luxury buildings oh and actually let me just tell you 
you an anecdote from about a week ago, the one on the corner of College and Atherton. I'm walking around investigating, and right next door to it is just a normal little house, right? Kind of a little bit of a rundown house where students live, and there were three girls on the porch, Penn State students, and I started asking them about this building right next to them. And first of all, they said the Trump supporters live there. I said, what? Really? And they said, well, actually, you've heard it's been financed by a Chinese bank. And then they said, hold your breath. I said, but, well, they can vote in our elections. I said, no, oh, I'm not making this. They said to me, but they, this, yeah, this was about a week after the election. They, I was talking about the PRC students, and they said, well, they can vote in our elections. And I asked them, I said, did your professors tell you that? And they said, no. They said, well, you know, they're international students, and we just assumed that they could because because they're here and they're international students. I so, said, no, they cannot. I said, I had to become a U.S. citizen to vote in, in elections. I had to go through a long process to become a citizen, and I became a citizen in Philadelphia in the Benjamin Franklin Convention Center, which I'm very proud of. But I had to I had to go through this long process to become a citizen. You don't just get to vote in our elections be because you are a student here. And it shocked me that they really believed that you could vote in our elections. And especially now, given what's happening in this state, the Keystone State, with all of this election fraud going on, when you hear something like that, just adds to all the suspicions. Yeah, low info voters. That's that's people say, oh, you got a bandwagon, got to get everybody. No, you don't have to vote. Okay, I, I I'd rather have informed people voting rather than hordes and masses of low info voters, no info voters voting. That's just my personal opinion, uh, and uh, I can't believe that students at a university, American students, uh, would not know or be aware of the fact that you have to technically be a U.S. citizen in order to be able to cast a vote. That should be common elementary knowledge. You should be taught that in grammar school. Andy, um, Andy, Andy, if dead people can vote, oh, well, if course. dead people can vote in the U.S. presidential election on November 3rd, 2020, well, why well, not? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. All you had to do was go online to register to vote for the first time if you weren't registered. And all you had to do was click the button that said, I swear I attest under penalty of perjury that I am a U.S. citizen. Guess what? Nobody's who's checking that against what you're putting in your let's say your state issued driver's license number or state issued ID number in there or your social security number. Who's actually checking that against whatever federal database to actually see are you in fact a U.S. citizen as opposed to a resident alien or somebody here temporarily or who has a social security number for some reason whatever mm -hmm. who you know who does that and. I don't know. And that kind of begs the question of how many people that registered to vote and then could thereby ask and request a mail-in ballot in the in the same online sign-up session that you registered to vote in. Uh, how many people necessarily did that who maybe weren't citizens, who maybe otherwise weren't eligible to vote? I don't know. We'll never know the answer to that. Um, but that kind of ties into the election. But mm -hmm. can, can I just make one final point on um, – you brought up the the Muslims in and the concentration camps in um, China, Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Can I just point? And I, I'm dating myself here, but I was around at Penn State. Uh, I came up to Penn State as a as a student in the '90s, and um, and I can tell you, I watched many many years, many generations of uh, successive activists on campus, and I can tell you something interesting. Back in the '90s and the early 2000s. Okay, not unlike uh, their predecessors in the 80s that who protested, uh, let's say, d divestment from South Africa. 
the Penn State far leftist, uh, we call them anti-corporate liberals, as they were known, in the 90s and early 2000s, all had one big issue. They were opposed to sweatshop labor. They were all protesting against companies like Nike, okay, for having third world sweatshop labor as their means of production so they can produce sneakers and apparel and everything else that was sold, of course, for high, high U.S. dollars, but made for pennies on the dollar in China and in other places in these uh, appalling factory conditions. Now, the conservative libertarian response to those anti-corporate liberals that would always camp out on old main lawn and the hub lawn and, and uh, go in at store meetings and stuff like that was always to say, look, if you don't like it, then, you know, vote with your feet and your wallet. Don't buy Penn State apparel made by Nike or whomever. Don't buy it. You can peacefully encourage others to abstain from buying it or boycott it, but you don't have the right to, you know, take over buildings and, uh, for you know, essentially bully other people from doing that. They have a right to make that choice. You can raise your awareness campaign, but it pretty much ends there, and you can choose to not buy it if you're opposed to it. And of course, the anti-corporate left didn't settle for that. They always had to push the envelope. But then suddenly, at some point in the last 20 years, all of that changed. And suddenly, uh, the anti-corporate left is no longer concerned with sweatshop labor in third world countries or in parts of China, namely how Muslims or, or any particular subgroup within the population of China's territory is subjugated under appalling conditions. Uh, and it's amazing how... The anti-corporate left, the, the, far, the far progressive left today is more in bed with companies like Nike holding up people like Colin Kaepernick as their spokesperson for their social justice warrior values. Uh, unlike compared to the 90s when all the anti-corporate liberals on college campuses were all opposed to Nike. So what happened in the last 15, 20 years? What changed? What flipped? That's, that's the interesting question because now all these companies are totally in bed with Communist China, and brings us back to our universities. Yeah. Anyway, that's my piece for tonight. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I well, mean... well, well, well spoken, Andy. Yeah. Well spoken. Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, can I just recommend a documentary to listeners, which I saw on um, on PBS about a week ago, and it's Frontline China Uncovered. Line China Uncovered. It aired just about a week ago, and it is terrifying. I knew a lot of the these things going on, but when it, the, the Uyghurs, they're discussed in there. But they have a new, new computer surveillance system. The company is called Leon Technologies, and in this documentary, they played just a, a little clip from their advertising, and it said Leon Technologies. No, it was, of course, it was a translation from Mandarin Chinese. No discord, all harmony. No discord, all harmony. And it's basically this enormous, some combination of systems that predicts that, you know, is observing everyone in society, predicting everyone's behavior. Andy, have you heard of this? Leon Technologies, this oh, yeah, surveillance yeah. system. No discord, all harmony. Yeah, they're, they're they're working on. Uh, it's a brave new world with it's creepy with the with the oh. way it, this is all dovetailing with uh, technology and a surveillance state uh, and the whole eye in the sky in the cloud kind of constantly watching you all the time and uh, with all our devices and everything going on. This is all coming to a head at the same time. 
Now, Andy, was scary. it was it you or was it something I heard on NPR? And I remember NPR this week that said that some university here, a U.S. university, has been given a huge contract to develop some kind of surveillance, super surveillance oh, yeah. system. Was it you who told me that? And it's it's some kind of a contract that has been awarded, either money that's come from the PRC to study this at one of our universities, a super surveillance system. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think I, I think me. I came across a link. Uh, I have to I have to dig that up. I have to dig that up offhand because that just popped into my mind a moment ago. Well, this is beyond anything that George Orwell could have conceived of in 1984. I felt terrified, and I, you know, after after having spent so much of my life in Northern California, knowing a, a lot of these things already, it takes a lot to terrify me, and I felt terrified after watching that. Wow, that's great. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too. Uh, is there any other final points we want to bring up before we have some fun? Because I, I have a special guest I think <laughs> <Fun>. coming on. <laughs> well, since we're on to the fun, I'm so glad. I have a question for all of your hosts. Did anyone watch the five-and-a-half-hour hearings in the Senate this week with Mr. Zuckerberger and Jack Dorsey? Because these free speech issues permeated the entire discussion i mean if you want some gripping read uh watching get the movies this weekend watch those right and one of the things they brought up was steve bannon let's get to steve bannon he posted a video in which he now i haven't watched the video i know you have dj sean in which he advocated that dr fauci and the director of the fbi should be decapitated Right. And that guy, that Senator John Kennedy, he really he was of the opinion, let people decide for themselves. He actually asked a very he went through a very interesting kind of uh, interrogation with both of those two characters. He said to each of them, do you believe everything that you read, see, hear, watch? And they said, no. And he said, well, why not? not and they gave some waffling answers and then he asked them uh, senator kennedy do you have advisors telling you what you should be listening to or watching and dorsey said no and zuckerberger said well not externally but internally i certainly hope that people are giving me accurate information and then he said well why not let people decide for themselves? He said, what both of you have been doing is censoring certain contents. Sometimes you've been censoring content from the left to please the right, and some other times you've been censoring content from the right to please the left, and everyone is unhappy from you, but with, unhappy with you. He said, but what this shows is basically you two, and he called them, oh no, it was, it was uh, Chairman Graham eventually called them Huawei West, but Senator um, Kennedy, he said to them, essentially, you are publishers. And as publishers, that means you no longer get these, maybe Andy know more about this, is it tax exemptions under something, Article 230, something like that. So that came up. But also... Section 230. Yeah, yeah. Section 230. That He pointed out, you're publishers, essentially, and you should lose your exemptions. But it was the, it was the video about Steve and the decapitations. And I know we're getting into adult hour and humor. So here's my suggestion, what we should do with those two, Fauci 
and the director of the FBI. And I know something about this. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, all right? Is we have dominatrixes in San Francisco, right? Send them to San Francisco, okay? Give them a full course of free treatment with some of our top-notch dominatrixes, those who service the global businessmen. So this is not cheap. Right. And after a week or so of being shackled and tied and beaten, I think that those two may think, you know, they, they may think twice about sending us or Dr. Fauci into sending us into another period of lockdown. Yeah. So, Steve Bannon, that's my solution. I think mine is cre more creative than yours. I think it would work better. What do you guys think? Get the decapitation, send them to the dominatrixes, let them be shackled in isolation in a dungeon for weeks on end, and are they going to come out advocating that we should all get shackled again? I don't think so. Oh. No. Right. Well, actually, Any thoughts uh, about that? Well, speaking of dominatrixes and uh, some that don't matter, uh, I believe, uh, what was your name, the uh, other guy who was with uh, Cosmic Andy. Andy the Annihilator. Now he looks like he wants to annihilate me when I get off in these, go off on these kind of a tangents. Well, let the poor kid speak. That's <laughs> Andy. So you mentioned before, like very briefly during your introduction, that you used to have the show, then it was uh, taken off air for some reason. Oh, my show? No, I, yeah, I was, uh, I was dismissed from the station in 2012. Uh, the, I'd like to say because the administration finally found a pair of useful idiots who, uh, Oh, who got uh, who decided to fire me after uh, years of uh, service, uh, mentoring, teaching, instructing, and doing all manner of things on and off the air for the benefit of the station and uh, people there at the time. But that's all right. You know, all, all things coming to an end. Oh, so well, and I can... No, no, no. Let him get to his question. Okay. All right, so Master Andy. Was it... So it wasn't for any, like, one particular incident, or was it just... Like, were you actually, like, paid by the university for that? No. No, I did it all on a volunteer basis, and uh, it wasn't for any kind of on-air incident or anything like that. No, that's so I don't. I, that's why I didn't want to go into that because it wasn't relevant to what we were talking about. All right. Yeah. No, I thought there was. Um, yeah, oh well. I, I'm so sorry to hear about that, though. I, I know they were pretty. When I when we were doing, I know like that one particular lady who I'm pretty sure was the same one who screwed over Sean. You know, she was she was doing it for like what was it like fourteen years, and she has nothing better to do than like listen to everyone's show and then find things to bitch about, basically. At that time, yeah, she had been uh, doing her. You know, it's a shame. I'm not going to mention her name or get into it. Um, Karen. Uh, yeah. Okay. DJ Hurry Karen. Up. Yeah. Um, she had been doing her show at the station since about circa 2000, 2001, around that time period, and. Um, and it's a real shame because, uh, you know, we helped her out a lot with uh, technical issues and any number of things to get her to be able to continue to do her show that she did on weekends and to do it uh, viably and, and ethically and, and uh, in a way so as to garner an audience which benefited the, the station. And um, I find it I, I kind of take personal offense. I wasn't involved with this, but I have to take offense that, that she would react in such a way to, that ends up stifling free speech. Uh, it's certainly not what I uh, dropped all my, you know, spent all my blood, sweat, and tears toiling at the station for. I did it so that we could have a forum in which uh, open and critical dialogue and discourse can take place and different views can be aired and not slapped down and censored because they're afraid that somebody, somebody's uh, opinions or somebody's sensibilities might have been frazzled 
ever so slightly. That was completely not the spirit in which we operated the radio station when I was there. And uh, but none of this comes to as a surprise to me, especially how quote unquote woke uh, the world has become and how timid and, and unabashedly fearful everyone has become that they're afraid they're going to be shouted down by somebody every time they say something politically incorrect or will will be shouted down from someone on high. So it's a real shame. Um, so I don't know what the remedy is. And, and I, I also think it's uh, it's a there's a generational gap going on. I don't know how old you guys are, but if you guys were students uh, between 2015 and 20, I could pretty much take a guess. Yeah. I'm a little older than that. And, and I don't know how you guys were necessarily raised or in what environment you were raised in, but I can tell you this, the, the, the schooling and the environment that, that the school of hard knocks I was raised in when I was growing up was if some, if some smart Alec cracked an ethnic joke and yeah, maybe it came to scraps, maybe it didn't, but usually in the spirit of one upsmanship, it came back around with like a more racier ethnic joke. And then eventually you kind of became friends and everything was all good. Today, you couldn't even do that. You couldn't even do that. I'm not, I'm not even saying that you should do that. All I'm saying is you couldn't do that. Today, everybody clams up and shuts up and is afraid to fart the wrong way because if they do, they're, they're, they're afraid that somebody's offended and, and, oh, my God, what's going to happen if they're offended? And I'm going to be lectured and reprimanded and sent to sensitivity training and, and on and on and on. It, it is such a bizarre world that we're in today. I can't even comprehend it. I didn't grow up in that time, so I don't even know how to comport or relate to that. You know what I mean? There's just no sense of good faith and and esprit de corps among uh, people, or, or for that to even be able to develop among people when you're living in this kind of a world. I, I just don't get it. Oh, I totally agree, and that's why uh, we have our next guest coming on that I know Cosmic Rebecca, you and him could have a lot of fun going back and forth. Um, he's someone. Adult hour. Yeah, we could have some adult hour. We could have some whatever you want. Uh, oh, I'll... thank you, DJ Sean. Whatever yeah. I want. Now you're talking my language. Of course. <laughs> because we, like uh, Andy and I just said, we're all about fun. We're all about, you know, as I call it, shooting the shit, going back and forth, just having a good time with saying things that. 20 30 years ago you'd be allowed to say but now it's like ooh, you know it's a little edgy but this particular special guest when he came on and called into our radio show he knew uh the high standards that we're being held to today and he pushed the boundaries and envelopes for all the good reasons so i would like to welcome back somebody that's been a loyal listener on all those long trucking drives all those ice road trucker days big al your floor is oh. yours Big Al, I'm excited. Hi, hi. Hey, Big Al, me? I remember you called in last year when I did an interview on The Real News with DJ Sean, my Brexit party campaigning interview. Quite an accent. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. Are you there, DJ Al? How's it going? I think you were the one who wanted to take me out to a bar in the downtown after I said I was trained in martial arts. Yeah, I still do. <laughs> I remember that. Well, Big Al, like, um, how, how's your life been? Have you been a, have you and Cosmic Rebecca been talking like since we last <laughs> talked, or how's it been? Since kind of disappeared on me. Really? I where she was at. Well, Al, it, it, I, I, I was uh, in Britain a lot of 2019, and back there in the fall, campaigning with 
Brexit party for the general election. So sadly, we never got to go on our date in the downtown. Tragic. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, Big Al, I know you have a tough life on the road, but, um, you know, have you ever, like, a Cosmic Rebecca was talking about some of this, like, Dama Matrix stuff going down, like, California? Like, could you enlighten us? What was that? That's San Francisco, the Bay Area, and that's where Kamala Harris hails from. <laughs> Sorry, what? Kamala Harris, the city of the dominatrixes. Okay, Kamala okay. Harris. Okay, just to clarify the con the geographical context context there. Yes. Gotcha. Big Al, what Go do you have on, to say Al. to that? You were saying something we didn't quite catch it. No, I no, you got my attention talking about that dominatrix stuff. <laughs> cosmic, I mean not cosmic Al, 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 Al. In the in the years since we had a dialogue on air. You seem to have lost your voice. Or is it hearing my voice? Maybe he has oh. a coronavirus. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> uh, oh, we lost corona. Big Al. Where'd Big Al go? Oh, no. I, 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 you might scare him away. Let's, let's get him back on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text him and get him back on. But, you know, he, I, 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 look, he's got long days on the roads. I mean, he's probably doing a lot of, you know, I mean, you might be drinking, smoking. I don't know what he's gotten into, but, you know, it's it's a rough ride for him. Oh, he's back. I, did you have, like, a bad connection driving down the road there? Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a bad connection. Yeah, it happens. Oh, I'm right. so happy to hear you, DJ Al. So nice to well, hear I mean, that, not, that I gruff. No, I ain't no DJ, huh? No, I'm <laughs> right, just, all right, uh, all right, all right. Driver, um, driver Al, driver Al. Big old trucker. Big old, a big old trucker, Al. All right. <laughs> I, wish, Al, I wish DJ TK were participating in this discussion because his growls could his growls outdo yours if you've ever listened to his show mm. he was talking about on the election special about how there's nothing more horrifying than elect than politics and I I, I really couldn't imitate him but uh, you should you should call into his show and I'll just do a plug to his show it's tomorrow night on the lion 90.7 FM you can listen on the lion.fm and it's from 5 to 8 p.m. altered straight State altered state. He'll pull out. He'll pull out parts of your brain that you had no idea were there. He'll scramble them up with the uh, the bizarre aliens. Sometimes it sometimes it sounds like aliens chattering, you know, trying to get into your head. And then you'll come out better out three hours later. It's so much. Yeah. So tomorrow, five to eight p.m. The line ninety point seven FM. DJ TK altered Wait, state. Hold, Sadly, hold I will not now. be there. I won't be there. And I will never be there again. Oh, yeah, hey. that's what I'm saying. Like, why, like, I will like, be there again. Why, why are you talking about that? I don't give a damn about that station anymore. <laughs> you ain't on that station. Right. I, I don't give a goddamn. Oh, thank you, Al. I love devotion. You know, when mm. men show me devotion and adoration like that, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and But I, I, I understand that because after Nigel was fired from his radio station. Shit, I'll had... give you all the devotion you want, girl. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, girl, 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 
it's just it's just so it's just such a boring everyday way to describe me um i wish we could play the clip from the radio interview i did earlier this evening on iheart because there was a clip in it from dj by dj farrow who used to do jam 91 at penn state on the line 90.7 fm and he said you probably heard it uh, dj sean he said you've banned cosmic rebecca how could you po- how could they possibly ban cosmic rebecca that's like banning bambi <laughs> that's mm. like banning bambi i was like oh wow i'm bambi i'm the bambi who can kick butt and kick walls if i feel inclined but i, I was just so pleased when he said i was bambi how dare they ban bambi so girls a little bit boring compared with bambi what do you well, think, Sean? Well, DJTK in the chat says, altered straight oh. after all that dominatrix conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm telling DJ you, it's, it's nice and spicy here tonight here on Real News. <laughs> but, you know, I, I totally you... agree. Like, I can't believe they would ban you because, like, you're... I know. Like, you, I'm so sweet. What did you, I'm... you wouldn't hurt a fly, right, Big Al? Well... <laughs> Damn right, girl. <laughs> I... No, no, I don't. I don't hurt flies. I don't hurt flies. I only, I only threaten to hurt anyone who might like to throw a milkshake at my leader. Mm. That person, I'm going to oh. hurt. Oh, Sean, since we're on the topic of hurting and kicking, etc., can I tell a story from campaigning with Nigel and the Brexit Party last November 2019? Want to hear it? This is the highlight. The highlight of my campaigning season is we had a rally at a boxing club. And we had a very famous boxer there, a British African guy. And he and Nigel did a few rounds in the ring. And of course, Nigel won. And at the end of the rally, Nigel was doing an interview next to the, the boxing ring. And they had all these hanging bags, etc. Now, having been trained in martial arts, I just could not resist it. And of course, I dressed. I thought, okay, we're going to have a rally in a boxing club i'm gonna wear my t-shirt i'm gonna put my hair up i want to make sure i can get physical if i need to so after the rally's over not that kind of physical unless you like dominatrixes so nigel's nigel's standing there giving an interview with the press and i'm about oh at most 10 feet away and there's a hanging bag and i just start kicking also, I start kicking the B-A-L-L-S. And bags don't even have B-A-L-L-S. But I, if I was imagining that the bag did have, the swinging bag did have B-A-L-L-S. And I was just kicking the life out of it. And, oh, that was so much fun. And eventually one of the photographers came over and took some photos of me kicking the life out of that, that bag. But I have to say, that was... And Nigel's just 10 feet away giving an interview with the press. He was completely unfazed. Sounds he, like you got some that strong ways, he, <laughs> I do. And I think at that point he was just so used to some of these these kinds of things that I do. And, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. But I, I did get some tips from a guy, one of the Brexit Party members, porters, who was standing a few feet away, and he came up to me. And he did that. What's that martial arts where the emphasis is on kicking? Oh, taekwondo. That's Ooh. a taekwondo. I studied karate, but he studied taekwondo. And he came up to me and he said, look, he, he told me to adjust my leg. He said, you've got to make sure that your kicks are coming more from your hips. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're doing it yeah. too much from your torso. You've got to kick more from the hips. The power. And that, that really helped a lot. 
Yeah, exactly. You need the power. So that helps a lot. And, you know, I'm so happy I'm telling this story because, boy, this is getting me amped for the spring elections. We're going to be having local elections all over Britain in early May. And if you want to read about how we're rebranding our party and what, what our platform is, you can look at the article from the 13th of November, the Daily Telegraph, and you can go online. It's probably, I think it's the dailytelegraph.co.uk, and there's a photo of Nigel, and you can read about what we're going to do, focus on policing, law and order, low taxation, encouraging small businesses and entrepreneurship. I'm excited. I can't, I just really cannot wait. I'll tell you this. I was supposed to travel back to Britain the day after the election, November 4th. I had a flight booked from Boston to London. And in the afternoon on November the 3rd, election day, I started having these off. And remember, this was a day and a half after my interview with DJTK. I started having awful feelings. Terrible. Uh -oh. And I was sitting there at our eight, because I've been I was volunteering locally for the Trump victory team. Oh, okay. And I was in our, I was at, yeah, I was at, I was. What was that, Alex? Can you tell us about your experiences with that over here? I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this might be a good way to segue into this. So, yeah, I was there at our Trump Victory HQ, and I was doing phone banking. And I said to my team captain, I'll just call him, I'll Captain call him Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, I know so who I you're talking about. Do you? Yes. Okay. okay. Captain Marvel. I said, yeah, I said to him, uh, and he's laid back. He's like you, Sean. He's pretty laid back. So he wasn't phased by any of my uh, cosmic cosmic intensity. So I said to him, you know, Captain Marvel, I'm supposed to go back to Britain tomorrow, November 4th. I really thought that this election would be done and dusted on the 3rd, and I'd be off to Britain. Back to staying at the YMCA. That's another story. I stayed at the YMCA most of 2019. No kidding. Wow. Hey, Sam in the chat. I didn't know they still allowed you to do that over there. I used to work at one, and they never had any sort of lodgings where I was at. Yeah, some of them, not all of them have lodgings, but some of them do. But I am digressing. So, yeah, and that, I just have, was having terrible feelings, and I, I, canceled, I went over to the library near our HQ, and I canceled my flight back to Britain. And lo and behold, I'm, I'm glad I did cancel it now because, of course, we're in the middle of this election fraud debacle in the Keystone State. Uh, there's still a lot going on. Sean, you probably know quite a bit that, about that yourself. And then, of course, two days ago, I find out that I have been banned. So had I gone to Britain on that flight, I wouldn't be here doing these interviews tonight, first on iHeart and now on your channel, Versa Media. So that was a good decision. Yeah. It was a good decision. In fact, I, I changed my flight. I'm supposed to go back to Britain on Saturday now, next Saturday. But I don't uh, No, My gut says I cannot go yet. I cannot go. And also, I'm supposed to start work at a ski resort in a few days. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, what's the story with that? I never saw you as a ski uh, aficionado. Well, I'm not a ski instructor, but no, I absolutely love to ski. And I don't know what I like more, you know, campaigning with the Brexit party and Kicking bags and boxing clubs and standing on chairs and leading rallies or shooting down a fast slope of ice. Ooh. I don't know what's more. I don't know what's more fun. But usually, what I do, and actually, Andy the Annihilator got a little irritated with me earlier. But how I how I go about living is I usually have a lot of different possibilities I'm throwing out there. Uh, 
avenues, pathways, and then I just follow my gut. Usually throwing a lot of different things out there, and then I just follow my gut. Sounds like it what Big Al does. Uh, mm, it works I follow her gut too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, should, you guys should go skiing uh, one of these days. I mean, the snow's starting to come down soon, so it is you know. starting to come down. Yeah, you know what they say when the weather outside is frightful. You know? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Go skiing. Hey, but I... now let's let's get to Donald Trump actually, because one of the key issues for Pennsylvania voters in this election now Trump supporters apparently was Donald Trump's personality. And what I love about Donald Trump's personality is he kind of gave me the I felt like he gave me the right. He sort of affirmed the kind of person I've always been and have gotten definitely a little bit of flack about throughout my life because, especially because I'm a woman. And I understand that. I mean, that's just part of our culture in many, many societies. Women don't get to act like men. And I know you still don't. I know this. If you're a woman, even if you have something of a Donald Trump inside you, as I do, you have to cloak that in the guise of, you know, a nice skirt and maybe some lipstick and things like that. But that's what I love about Donald. He has a vision. And he just does it. He sees his vision over there a few feet away and he just goes for it. And that's how I live. And it works. It seems everything seems to work out for me as long as I follow my gut. It's when I start overthinking that things go awry. Big so Al, do you, because I, I, I can tell, like, you, you probably have some thoughts on this sort of thing, but how do you think women should be like? Do you think they should be like how Cosmic Rebecca says, or do you think differently? Well, I'm not saying how they should be. I'm just saying what, okay. Or how it how, is, I yeah. should say. Uh, I, I, yeah, Sean, I'm I, sorry to interrupt you there. I'm, I'm just going to reparse that as what does Al think of women who are Donald, uh, like Donald Trump type women, or... Oh, that's not okay. A woman, a woman with a real woman, a real woman with real female parts, mm -hmm. but of a bit of the Donald Trump inside of her. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of that, Big Al? Mm, I like, I like women with a little bit of Big Al inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, by the way, I have to tell you, I have to tell all of you, I have to tell all of you that at a certain point during this conversation. Now, look, Andy the Annihilator is, I'm sorry to say this, Sean, but he's the best political host we've ever had at Penn State. He made this, he made, he made the station in its heyday. But sometimes when I start, you know, we get into the, his adult realms in the late night discussions he excused himself a little while ago oh. for a break with tucker carlson uh, with a break with tucker carlson on fox news so that's okay um, you now have more time together then <laughs> okay hey hey okay. more fun we can okay, we, we can have as much fun as you want right now you can go as crazy as you want and i know big al yeah, here shit over here we have what? now wait wait everyone hold it hold it hold it i just want to point out that though you can say now of course we're on youtube mm -hmm. cc regulations do not apply you can say what you like but please be respectful gentlemen that i am in the brexit party of course and had an english mother mm -hmm. all right and i have certain standards to uphold and i have to uphold them wherever i am so I tend to couch things in, we'll say, more English terms. So when I did DJTK's show and we were talking about the various sex scandals to do with Joe Biden and Donald Trump, mm -hmm. I referred to the offending members as the offending members being the members of their their bodies as 
masculine reproductive appendages. Whoa, and that's wow. all right. Big I words. can say that. I can say, but no, no, they're not that big. Masculine. Okay. Reproductive. What? You just say that they weren't that big. Um, mm. um, maybe Joe Biden, I don't think Trump, you know, he's got so many kids, you know, he's got to take okay. a good point. Now, I'll tell you exactly what I said about the two of them. I said, I'm tired of women talking about these sex scandals. Most of the, of the negativity I heard about the sex scandals was actually coming from white middle class women, not from anyone else. And what I said about that was, I really, you know, I've heard the Trump supporters go on and on about Joe Biden and his, you know, pawing Lolitas. And I even heard the Biden supporters themselves, a friend of mine, saying, oh, it's disgusting. He, but he's slightly less evil than Donald Trump, so I'm going to vote for Joe Biden because he's slightly less evil. And I said to her, now, wait a moment, Donald Trump's at least is uh, having relations or in the past, have relations with adult women, supermodels, yeah. no less, adult yeah. super. He doesn't date high schoolers but... or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. But I just dismissed it. I said, look, this is a serious election. I don't want to talk about their, their activities with their masculine reproductive appendages. Have done with it. Now, I wish DJ TK would call. Do you have a phone number? How can Is there any way people can call in, DJ Sean? We do not have a phone number, but if DJ TK wants to join us, there's a link for the Discord server in the description where you can join us. Um, I know that's how Big Al found us and how a lot of other people have found us. You know, Just click that link in the description. Oh, shoot. I see that. Oh, he's not on, actually. He can't hear us. I was about to say we have another guest, but he... He's coming on. He's coming on. He's in the middle of a phone on. call, he said. But um, uh, we have another guest coming on. But DJ TK does say in the chat, the blood clots, yeah. Rebecca, question mark. That's ski resource oh, going to kill you. Oh, 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 my oh, blood clot. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you asked that, DJ TK. Because, yes, a few years ago, I had one of my several experiences of almost dying. Whoa. So, whoa, uh, whoa, why does that excite you? A woman no. who died and has come back to life. But yeah, I found myself in the ER. This was in March 2017. I was working at a ski resort and the same ski resort that I'm going to go back to next week if I decide not to go to Britain. And I found myself in the ER and this doc and they they'd sent me to a, t a CT scan and the, the doctor comes in and says to me, um, I'm amazed you're still alive. He said, you have multiple pulmonary, huge, massive, multiple pulmonary embolisms in your lungs. You must be superhuman. Now, this is very relevant to my getting involved in politics, and it's too bad the ND, the Annihilator, is still uh, listening to Tucker Carlson, because he asked me, how did I become involved in politics? So... The ER doctor said to me, wow, it's amazing that you've been driving up and down to high altitudes, long days, 12, 14 hour days, like I'd work for 10, 12, you know, I'd have to get up in the morning at 5 a.m., crack the car out of ice, and 12 hour days, and I'd ski for an hour or two at night and go to bed at 1 a.m. The doctor said, it's amazing you've been doing this for the last few months with these, you must be superhuman. And that got to me, and I started mm. thinking, oh, Really? Wow, if I'm superhuman, I'm going to make the most of this. Yeah. I'm going to make the most of this. So that sent me on a journey, which started with my going on tour, sort of the entourage of a very, very famous 
artist. I won't name him, but he's actually the world's most collected living artist. And yeah, I went to a lot of his events, private parties, if you can believe this in Key West, because I was on the art budget. I actually stayed at the Eisenhower. It was once the Eisenhower Presidential Complex in Key West, Florida, and it's now been uh, split up into various apartments and luxury condos. So I had some chaperones and I got to stay a, a very nice couple from the south, southern part of the United States. Wait, and I got to I got, hmm? You said they gave you chaperones? They were my chaperones. Well, this was for, hold on a moment. It's called Fantasy Fest, Key West. I'm guessing they didn't have it this year, but it's every October in Key West, Florida, and I won't describe it. Just go on fantasyfest.com and look at some of the videos. I've never, I, you know, and I had been to, oh, Mardi Gras. I've been to Mardi Gras New Orleans one year, and this was, I've never seen anything like this. So I, I'm not shocked by too much. Now, why am I talking about this? Oh, yes. So I was told I was superhuman, and that sent me, you know, I basically decided, okay, I'm going to go down and show this painting I did to this very famous artist at his event in Southern California. And people said to me, wait, you don't even know him. You're going down to the land of the, the millionaires in Orange County, and you're just going to show up and show him your painting and tell him that you want to work for him. I said, yes. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So after a year of that in 2017, 2018, then I started, well, you heard this story on when I did your, when I, when you interviewed me about a year ago, but then I started listening. You know, of course I was listening to the British parliament because I'm a Brexiteer. And then I was listening to the EU in Brussels. And so eventually I started listening to Nigel's show. And if I hadn't gone, you know, as part of the entourage of this artist, to many of his events in 2017 and 2018, I don't think I would have been able to just jump into British politics and just do it fearlessly and confidently. Mm -hmm. so, but had I not had that near-death experience, definitely, I mean, I already, I already, I've always had a bit of, you know, a lot of fearlessness and just, okay, I'm gonna, I wanna do this, I'm gonna do this. But that really, when I was told you must be superhuman since then, I, sky's the limit yeah that's, well that's a powerful story and i i'd like to ask like the rest of people here like big al did you, did you have any like near-death experiences on your like ice road trucking you know expeditions i mean uh i had a few oh really do you want to tell us one, one of the ones i uh when i when i was last on your show uh you know i I heard Cosmic Rebecca's voice, and I damn near wrecked my fucking semi. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I really, I really hope I'm going to have the same effect on uh, on male voters in Britain when I go campaigning with mm. the Brexit party in the spring, right? Mm. As long as they vote for us. Well, so I, they, I have a question about that too. So, that once Brexit happens, what's going to happen to the Brexit party? Hmm. Very good question. Well, as I as I mentioned, I was a volunteer for the Trump victory campaign in recent weeks. So, it's I've really I'll be honest. I've been having a hard time splitting my brain, one half on one side of the Atlantic and the other half on you know on this side of the Atlantic. So I haven't been as up on British politics lately. But here's a word for you, Al. Al. Brino. Are you familiar with that acronym, Sean? Brino. 
I am not. Oh, Are you familiar with that, Big Al? Exit in name only. Uh, and I will... like a rhino's here. Uh, we Exit in name only. And, Sean, I don't know if you've been following uh, Nigel's channel on YouTube, but since he was terminated at his radio station for his comments about statues, he now has a YouTube channel. And if you click on, you could just go to uh, Nigel Farrell's channel on YouTube and click on videos, and you can watch a lot of his videos about what's going on in Britain. But rather than say anything, I'll, again, I'll refer people back to the article from the Daily Telegraph, November 13th, and you can read it online, in which Nigel talks about how we're rebranding our party. We're now going to be the party of reform to do what conservative government, that isn't turning out to be very conservative, just doesn't have the guts to do. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Big Al? Hey, ma'am, do you do you like to travel, ma'am? Do I like to travel? Mm -hmm. Do I like to travel? Mm -hmm. I hope so. <laughs> I I love to travel. I love living out of a suitcase. I, I every time I'm in a different, you know, cheap hotel. You know, I love. I go down to the I, with my ice bucket. I go down to the ice machine. I get this huge bucket of ice. I fill up ice bags and put ice on my various injuries from all of my travels and ski crashes, Ooh. et cetera, et cetera. And I do yoga and I read books. Oh, and I'm writing a book. I'm still writing my book, my Brexit, my my memoir about campaigning. Unfortunately, the American politics in the last month or two has hijacked my brain. And I haven't been writing my book. So I'm going to get back to writing my book. I'm just going to have to let it go. Say, okay, look, major, I mean, former Mayor Giuliani, he's taken over. He's going to get it done. Uh, maybe Sean, you can say something about the current state of the election here in in the Keystone State. But I'm going to have to let it go and get back to writing my my book, my Brexit. Well, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! You just mentioned you're writing a book. Mm. Yeah, that's big news. I'm I'm interested. Like, what's the cover going to be? Oh, and thought about that. Are you going to well, use? Oh, oh! It's just come to me. I know. I have a vision. What's the cover going to be? have an image of my maybe maybe i'll do the drawing the painting myself because i'm also a painter how about an image of me in my turquoise blue skirt and my brexit party top well, i was gonna say i think you should use a that bag in a boxing club and nigel's standing a few feet away doing a press interview <sighs> my brexit i was gonna say you should be like you like in front of your painting of uh, donald trump so i yeah. think that's a very beautiful painting <laughs> yeah, you have oh, well, on your twitter you. banner I think you Phil, and I, it's now my I business card, and I've been passing out a lot of those, and I've got a bit of a campaigning <laughs> debt and hotel bill debt, etc. So I've got to, I've got to get back to painting and selling more Donald Trump. Did you hear that, uh, Casper Rebecca? And I will tell people this: that Nigel. Uh, Big oh, no, Al really loves the idea you're pitching for your cover. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for asking the question because I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, I've got to get back to selling my painting and selling my Donald Trump portraits. And of course, Nigel wants all of us to be entrepreneurs. I mean, basically, we're, we want to dismantle this global system. And who are they again? Let's read them out. The globalist, mask fascist, lockdown fanatic, statue decapitators, and slave speech preachers. Basically, we're going to bring them down and we want a world... Uh, 
populist world where we all have our own small businesses. And again, I suggest going to Nigel Farage's channel and you can read more about the different things he's doing and get on board with that because we want as many Americans, I mean, we want this big alliance. Let's cut to the, the big picture. The grand alliance between all of the, Brit the English speaking countries of the world, United States, Britain, all of our former colonies. So that is the big vision. Wait, we wait. Had a you're suggesting a new world order, basically? <laughs> you got it. New world order. And the new world order is anti-globalists, no masks, no lockdown. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, here's my new world order. Here's Cosmic Rebecca's new world order. And Right? Yeah, no more globalism. No more mask wearing. No more lockdowns. Every statue gets to stay standing. Right? And everybody gets to say what they like. Not anything. Yeah. Now, of course, if you're in Britain, you've got to toe the line a bit because the British, there's much more of an emphasis on politeness and civility. And I know the difference. I may have talked about this in my interview last year, that I've got two separate brains, a British a British speak brain and an American speak brain. And I know the difference. And sometimes I've made mistakes with those two. But if you're in Britain and you're being offensive, you just got to couch it a little bit. Differently. But uh, that's basically the new world order. And we're all going to have our own small businesses. I was talking about that because I have a Patreon account. And I'm gonna, I'm, I've already set that up. And I'm going to be uh, selling my paintings. And you, you'll be able to watch my interviews, like my MAGA Girls interview, etc. And other content on my Patreon page. So on another show of yours, uh, Sean, I could come back and tell people about that. Because, of course, you want to help me to make money so that I can continue campaigning course yes because yeah. we're all on the same side we're campaigning for the most important thing that there is freedom absolutely so it's all bound looks like freedom. we have another um fellow traveler here joining uh us on the line here dj tk how are you doing hello hello gentlemen how are you doing tonight we're oh i'm so thrilled to hear your voice dj tk i am thrilled this is DJ TK, Tim Kind the Wired, and I'm here to converse with you all. How are you now, doing? I'm fabulous. Now, DJ TK, since you're on, Andy the Annihilator walked out on me when I started talking about, I think, the San Francisco dominatrixes, etc. But now that you're on... I laughed so I think hard at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that, now that you're on, I think he might be interested in returning to return to the, this, the issues of free speech. So I'm going to go bring him back, all right? moment well as we wait um big al do you have anything to say to all that <sighs> wise words yeah, i was just digging i was just digging what she was saying <laughs> yeah, i think i think we all agree with her on that one especially with fighting for the movement large for freedom uh hopefully sam joins us soon but yeah we're i we're... was uh, i was excited she was talking about uh a picture with herself in a skirt. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested in that new world order stuff. That's you know, that's something interesting. Yeah, that's what I want to dive into. I, 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 I've heard many interpretations of what the new world order is, like the globalist version. But I haven't heard of these um, revised versions of the new world order or the cosmic it's new world order. It's called the Great Reset, I think. Uh, unless, unless it's something specific from Rebe uh, for Rebecca. 
Yeah. Uh, she had like a, a counterpoint to the Great Reset New World Order. Oh. I think. I hope. <laughs> Hello, uh, DJ TK. Hello, DJ uh, Phil, Sean, Al. I'm back. And DJ uh, uh, Andy the Annihilator, I think he, for this week, he said he, he said all he wanted to say, but hopefully he'll come back on, on a future show. That's and okay. DJ TK, how, how are you tonight? Okay. Um, yeah, got off of work uh, early, got got my shopping done, got my grocery shopping done, uh, and listen, listening to this fine radio show and uh, working on my show for tomorrow night. Excellent. I'll be listening. Oh. Nice. I won't be there, but I'll be listening. Yeah, we used to do real news on the line every Saturday when we were there for uh, about two, three, three years, I think we did it. Hell out of your show. Uh, I didn't actually know about it until the first, uh, until like the uh, uh, the second year they were doing it. But um, I I really I ended up appreciating the heck out of your show. Awesome, thank you so much. Did you hear any of our like interviews when we had like cool guests on? Oh, oh my god, I'm I am so out of touch with almost everything that I, I just yeah. Uh, they, they still have they still have your um uh, your liner with um, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. Yes. Uh, in, in, in the iMedia picks. Like, <laughs> just because your show isn't on anymore doesn't mean that that's gone. So, I, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was one of our big ones, like I was mentioning. Like, on our channel, we have the rest of them. But, like, we got Milo, Mike Cernovich, Sargon of Akkad, Hunter Avalon, Jack Posobiec, and a few others like, I'm probably forgetting. And Sticks. That was a big one that you screwed. Well, not you. It was a radio screwed up. Yeah, we, we, were, we were doing our Sticks interview, and when we came in, or we didn't come in, I should say. Uh, we were outside, and the station was locked. And it was during the summer semester. And so it was because my swipe access didn't get refreshed or something, or the hub uh, wiped uh, yeah. all the swipe accesses, so I couldn't get in. They, after Sandusky happened, uh, they got really, really hardcore on making sure that all of that stuff was uh, uh, followed to the letter. So blame Sandusky for yet another uh, for yet another uh, bit of horse shit. <laughs> oh right, uh, I, I'm sorry. Is uh, I, oh we can be I, uncensored. Good, thank you. I hate having to censor myself. Oh my god. That was the hardest part. Chinese, on the radio. Chinese virus, Chinese virus, Chinese virus, kung flu virus. And can I c recall DJ TK? We were about talking COVID? about all the. How about COVID, Rebecca? God. <laughs> um, DJ TK TK. TK, recall the conversation we had in which we decided the ultimate name for this virus is the anti-Arctic virus because the Arctic is the only place where the virus has not taken hold. The anti-Arctic virus because it hates the Arctic. So you can't say where it's from, but you can say where it has not hit. And that's, and that's all right. The anti-Arctic virus. It is the absolute perfect, uh, uh, you know. I'm pretty uh, sure that one lady wouldn't have had a problem if you called it the Trump virus. She probably would have, she would probably would have applauded you, but you can see where, you know, where they're getting their money from. You know, you call out the Chinese, you know, there you go. Your show's done. <laughs> That's a good point. I, 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 it's not that I want to be a coward about this. Uh, I, I, I need to be careful uh, to not, you know, uh, 
dis- cast aspersions on anybody simply because I-, I still have a show on this on the station right now and I don't want to lose it uh, yet. <laughs> hey, that's uh, th- fine. That, that, We've been in that situation that too. <laughs> that may change. You never know because I now have this strike on my head and I, you know, what are you, what are you supposed to do in a situation like that? Really? Uh... Okay. That's okay. We, we can fight on the ground here for you. I, I definitely know what you mean because we've had some hairy days ourselves. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, you need to go and like, if you can appeal it, I would absolutely try to appeal that. If, Second. You know, I would fight that because to me, I heard the story and I don't feel like, Honestly, like, you know, Sean, he had, you know, back when we had the show, we had a similar snafu, ironically, with the same sort of ethnic group. But, um, you know, they didn't even screw him over that hard when he had that. And he's and it was a lot worse with him. Yeah. You know, like, I I didn't I I, I, Rebecca had actually clued me in about that situation with you guys. over the course of this conversation, uh, over the course of the the last couple of weeks, when uh, she had reached out to you uh, after the point, and I I hadn't I wasn't aware of that at all, um, and I was just like, Ugh, really? They made a and big deal been- about it too. Apparently, that went up to Penn State like higher ups as well too, and it was again, it was a totally unintentional like double entendre that just came at the wrong freaking time. It was like, oh god. Because, I mean, I'm not a perfect speaker. I try to be, but, like, <laughs> so no, wait, wait. nobody is like uh, you're you're on this. You're in the spot. You're in the situation. You know, you're 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 talking like my mouth has just started rambling. But uh, you you start talking and then the stuff falls out of your mouth. And then sometimes it's not what you intended to be. And then you can't take it back. It's out on the air. What are you supposed to do? man? Um. So I'm sorry to intrude, gentlemen, but uh. I'm going to have to depart now because um, this, we'll just say this operational venue is closing up for the night. That's okay. So, well, Big Al's going too. I don't know if you saw his message in the general chat. And I'm very, yeah. And I, I sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm I'm very, very sorry, TJTK, that I won't be able to converse more with you on this show because we won't be sadly anymore at the line ninety point seven FM, but. I will be listening tomorrow night, and I look forward to hearing you, DJ TK, and all of you on uh, Dexter Mall's show, Versa Media, next week. All right, thank Good you. Night. Good night, Cosmic Rebecca. Yeah. Take it easy. Good night, everyone. It's, and like I said, Big Al left you a message in general if you want to read that, too. <laughs> I'll send me with a bed in the back we can share. We should really go traveling sometime, Rebecca. <laughs> Oh, he's a hoot. <laughs> he's a character. I, I love that guy. He, he's a legend, <laughs> an absolute legend. I mean, he called what, him once, and uh, he what, just what, had fun. what was DJ Al suggesting just as I was talking? What was he suggesting just as I was attempting <laughs> to depart? Cosmic Re- Rebecca, we should really go traveling sometime. I got my semi with a bed in the back we can share. Right, I've got my semi with a bed in the back we could share. <laughs> <laughs> see you don't need a hotel it's great right <laughs> good lord well one of the one of the local republicans has offered to teach me how to shoot out on the local range and apparently i'm going to be trained in how to use a model of a world war one english rifle Ooh. so big i was nice. have some protection All right, well, good now. night gentlemen yeah thanks rebecca good night be safe out there in the ether <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, man, man. I, I missed 
I miss that radio station, man. Me too. I do miss it too. I told you, I miss it. As much as I love the uncensoredness of this YouTube shit, man, I miss the radio. I miss, I miss the radio too, just because like I felt special when I was on the, when I was on the radio <laughs> as one of your guests. I introduce yourself, Sam. This guy doesn't know who the hell you are. What's and, up, Sam? Uh, hello. Tim, my name is uh, Sam, and I'm one of the uh, part-time co-hosts here on your Censored. It's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And I am, I, and I am, uh, I am DJ TK, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is uh, this isn't how I was anticipating spending my Saturday night, but uh, I, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing else you can do during these coronavirus times. Yeah, Dude, big big Al was a hoot. Oh yes. man, he was he was on was... he was firing on all cylinders tonight. Uh, I mean, that guy is like. Then that's why we say we love the radios because we'd have just so many funny people calling. Like we've had Sam was one of our first guests. I think yeah, Sticks was technically our first, but Sam was the follow up. Then Trent, and so he was one of our first guests on our first night. We had like proper special guests, so it was really cool having that. And then we had other people that would just randomly call in. That was really fun and funny. But Big Al was one of the ones that we got. And Cosmic Rebecca was on because the phones were just going off the hook that night. Like a lot of people were interested in her psychic abilities and all these other things that they were calling in. And Big Al was one of our favorite guests. And so we had to bring him back. Had to have a reunion. It was only appropriate and. Thankfully, he had a decent. There's no way in hell he was saying no. There was no <laughs> way in hell. Yeah, he he was like, he was crazy. Like he was just like crazy about her. I don't know what the fuck it was, man. It was just like something. I don't know. He just call it like like we were laugh like the whole time. Like while he he called in, so he called in on the radio station when she was on, and he was just like. He was saying the craziest stuff, man. I I I couldn't even believe it. And like, she handled we it all, right, you know. Yeah, no, she handled it. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think he kind of went over the top today, but like, yeah, he, he's I pushing mean, the envelope. That's what we do on real news. He's definitely pushing the envelope. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah, that particular show was legendary. Uh, Rebecca told me a lot about that one, and it sounded like it went completely off the rails in the best possible way it's the kind of thing you absolutely just it's the kind of content you want to have when you're having a show like that it's yeah. perfect yes i i will say from someone who was listening to this stream for a while it kind of reminded me of like old not as raunchy but it kind of reminded me of like an old like howard stewart or an o and a you know radio style show just where you would get like you know wacky characters like cosmo mick rebecca and then big al you know calling in right so yeah i mean to be fair though that was that was usually the exception when we got stuff like that like it wasn't yeah. every day we get like awesome like interesting people like most of the time you wouldn't hear anyone but then sometimes like we had the 14 point suit that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh we were like... laughing our asses off of that guy like to tell that story and i the clips on youtube like we were talking about like all this sort of stuff relates to immigration and how countries are made up and he started we had this caller 
Colin, that started talking about like the gross domestic happiness of a country and how you should be measuring it by that rather than GDP. And he was just going off and off. And he's like, you know, when you start talking about you know, who these countries are and what they're for and what people live there, you were close to reciting the 14 points. And we just started dying because what he meant to say and he didn't say was the 14 words, which is a white supremacist, mm. <laughs> like, pledge or something. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> he fucked it up and eventually went to Woodrow Wilson, unironically. Yeah, he invoked Woodrow Wilson 14 points. I'm like, dude, you're the wrong thing. You, he was trying to accuse us of racism and white supremacy, and he cited the wrong fucking thing. He said 14 points to 14 words. We were dying. Because we all know that what that is, because, not because we're white supremacists, but because we've heard it before. Like, we know what it is. It's like when you know what the Klan is. Like, we know what that is. But he f- didn't. It was just hilarious. Who else did we have? Do we have any other funny people? Like, we had the flat earther people who called us, but that was like, that was a troll, but, you know, it was pretty They were funny. quality trolls. So I'll Wait, give them you, that. You had, like, legit flat earth people? No, it was a troll eventually, but they they were pretty convincing. I'll give them that. Yeah, we had these people, Sam, that would call, and they'd be like, they 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 were saying like yeah I I kind of agree with you on some things but what I really disagreed with you guys on was when you said that about the Earth like you know it I I know it's gonna sound crazy but the Earth is flat and we were like okay let's roll with this and he's like yeah like you know when you're flying in the plane and like you go from let's say like here to China. You, you know, like, have you been in a plan? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you notice how the, the horizon, it's flat the whole way. It never curves. It never changes at all. And the plane keeps going straight. How's that happen? How's that work? The earth must be flat. Am I right? I once had a guy who, who like, called into my show, and he, he legit thought that the was flat and like I'm not into that stuff at all so I was just like I was like playing along like I was fascinated to like tell me more and I mean part of me was fascinated right and then like he's like so you believe me I'm like when eh, we're, we're you know we're pretty close to out of time but thanks for calling so yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how like when you like, like I'd like to. I one of the things I'd like to. I always like doing is I like to pretend like I'm interested to see how far <laughs> it goes. Yeah, that's what we like, do. Oh my god! Do you say the Earth is flat? Oh my god! Please tell me more. Like yeah, and then they just completely go off. The I find the... utterly fascinating about all of those flat Earth people, especially the, uh, specifically the ones who go out and uh, uh, craft very careful scientific experiments to demonstrate that the Earth is absolutely flat, they always show exactly the opposite. And you, yeah. it's, it's, it's fascinating to see them trying to justify it beyond that point. It's like, well, wait, no, no, that's not, no, no, that's not right. Like, oh, <laughs> you're a fascinating individual, sir or ma'am. It's 2020, come on. Well, we had this, I had one of my friends on this one time a flat earther called, and my friend was a 
engineering major and he knew a lot of science and shit and this one flat earther called and he was like citing like newton's laws and like all these other scientific principles and like some of them went way over my head and i was like i actually can't debate this guy i just know the earth is round and and my friend just started like drooling him on the science and it was really funny because these people like they do their research even if they're a troll like he did his fucking homework like he, he wasn't fucking around like he knew what he was doing he's like yeah i i have evidence that the earth is flat it's right here i, I can cite it, the science now uh djtk uh you know how how long have you had your show around for i'm i'm just kind of curious how everything's going with back altered state itself uh started back in 2013 uh before that i was the staff head and also uh main dj because i not weirdly enough electronic music is it's a little bit difficult to find people that are willing to throw themselves fully into that like You'd think that it wouldn't be that hard, but before that, I was uh, uh, like uh, the staff head of uh, uh, RPM slash BPM uh, until I got kicked out of there. Almost got kicked out of the station for some reason. Like that was a weird situation too, because uh, one day I was just told you're no longer allowed at the station, and then literally two days later, uh, we never said that you were uh, you weren't allowed at the station. You, uh, you can keep doing your show. It's like what? I there was no input from me. That that was weird. But um, since 2013 is when I've been doing Altered State. Long story short. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've been... We started our show, I think, in like 2017, I'd like to say. And it went to 2019. It was, I think, the sum... When was our last show? Was that... Oh, it was right for COVID. That's right. Harry was on, and then we lost that. Yeah, that was during Thon Week, and I thought it was going to save, and it didn't, so we lost that episode. That was our last one during Thon Week before COVID hit. And, yeah, we, we've we had some fun times. Like we, We've gotten some complaints of... I remember when I was talking about abortion, touchy subject, of course, and I said something like that I wasn't sure about. I was like... I said, like, aren't most abortions, like, in X trimester or something like that? And, like, somebody, some disgruntled listener, uh, like, DM'd the station on Facebook. And so the president at the time, like, sent me an email saying, hey, make sure you don't do this on the radio. Like, you can't say false shit. And I'm just like, okay. Like, that was basically what he said. He obviously said a lot nice. Like, hey, you know, they... They said that this was false, and we checked, and it is false, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus, like... <laughs> Okay, I mean it's like you get the weirdest like complaints. Like, why do you even know why they were trying to kick you out that one time, or said that like you couldn't come back into the radio? Like that's really weird. Okay, uh, my understanding, and it was right around the same time that uh, that Andy was was uh, uh, let go from the station. There's there's some background information there that obviously he wasn't comfortable talking about and I'm I'm not going to, you know, uh speak That's uh, uh what 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 whatever you want to call that. There's an expression I'm looking for. I'm spacing out on it. Anyway, um but uh part of the issue there from my understanding because again, I don't actually know fully what happened there, but one of the one of the new student officers quote unquote student officers he was 40 years old and coming back for another degree so you know uh, he had a lot of information uh, a lot of knowledge about technology stuff and was like very much like the, the station really wanted him for whatever but he he had some kind of a thing going on where 
you didn't he, he, something about alumni members, you know, and like how the station is supposed to be a student station and was trying to kind of gently push out sometimes less gently push out uh, other alumni members of the station. Um, and I, I fell into that, but then fell out of it again. I don't actually know what happened because I was never given an explanation either why I was uh, thrown out and then also why I was reinstated just as quickly. Hmm. I wish I could give you a better answer than that, but uh, that's that's what I know. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just politics. <laughs> it ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, I know like the the lady that allegedly got me uh, in the ringer and was causing trouble for Cosmic Rebecca. I've heard she has like a track record of being difficult to deal with, and I that's just what I've heard allegedly. But I, I, it's there's just like some weird things like that that I'm just I don't quite understand. Absolutely weirdest thing about that entire situation is that I never had that issue with her until this situation. Yeah. Like this situation was the first time that I ever had an instance with this particular uh, DJ. Uh, we were on like, I wouldn't call us friendly necessarily, but you know, we were on civil terms, you know? Right. Same thing kind of happened to me. I remember she called into my show once and compliment, complimented my music choices. I was like, oh, thank you. She's like, yeah, great job. Rock on. And then a few weeks later, <laughs> we got into trouble. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Sometimes it's just flattering to know that somebody is listening. But when it's just, when a situation like that arises, it's just kind of like, ah, I'm not sure if I – I don't know if I would prefer to have this – yeah, I know what you mean. Because we've had times where we've always... I Like, did they ever give you the ratings ever? Because I was never told that we could, like, get our ratings or know who was listening, which we always kind of want to know. I... I've been given all... I've been given different uh, bits of information about that, depending on who I've asked and when. Uh, you know, it's like, which, which ratings? Like, the ratings from the web stream... Uh, I've been told that we're not allowed to see that for whatever reason. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, if it, if you're talking about like the uh, uh, the oh no, I can't remember what it's called. The uh, uh, the Nielsen. radio equivalent of the Nielsen. It's like it's not the Nielsen, but it's the radio equivalent of that. Hmm, I'll Google that. Uh, there's something. There's there's some radio equivalent of the Nielsen ratings that would be able to tell you that. I don't know if we have access to that because apparently it's very expensive to get those numbers. So again, I wish I like, I have just enough, I have just enough information to be able to give you like half answers and supposition, not enough information to actually give you a full answer. I'm sorry about that. I really am. No, that's okay. Cause we were just, I mean, that's, that is that that, that does explain a little bit though. I mean, it's like, cause I, you don't expect, you know, you know, I always, uh, I kind of always thought they had that information, but the fact that they have to actually pay for it is like, yeah, I don't, I don't, well, it's I don't more know difficult they... to calculate for a radio. It's not like, like TV, everything's all digital, yeah. all digital. Now you can easily gauge that. And it's now, and it's not like, and it's not, it, it's a, like a student radio station. So it's not like, it's not like they're contingent on like advertising or anything like that. Like, Something like that would be like, oh, if a show gets certain views and then it's like, 
uh, they warrant certain you know advertisements then it's like nego like that like like there's a there's a ripple effect to that but since it's like you know 90.7 is like it's a it's a school station it's not really like it's not it's not really that the numbers aren't really that important to them per se yeah no like i'm just surprised they won't give you the web numbers though because that mm -hmm. seems pretty stupid yeah i don't get that that's the one yeah, I, I don't know i don't know why you'd think that that would be a relatively easy thing to do i'm not sure if they if they're they just don't have access to that for whatever reason i i simply don't know yeah maybe if maybe if i ask again uh re like more recently uh like maybe if i asked again uh i might be able to get a different answer but uh <laughs> i haven't thought to do that no that's the one good thing about going to youtube is you can get those things at the drop of a you know a drop of a hat it's so easy and get so many metrics like mm -hmm. you can even figure out you know the age and like the sex of the people who are actually like listening into you and like what was it that one time like most of the time it's just like 99 percent men but then that one time it was like we, it was like 99 percent women i'm like what the fuck happened yeah yeah you get a whole demographics breakdown like, if it's people that are watching with an account i believe that's how they're getting the information like if you're logged into youtube and you're watching uh one of our videos but yeah we had that one time where the the gender demographics just completely flipped. It was like really funny, but we were getting mostly like Zoomers, Millennials, and some uh, Gen Xers, like were our main audience. But it was mostly males that were around our age. Yeah, that's not too surprising, really. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, YouTube is very convenient as far as you know, uh, being able to give you all that data. It's not like they have, you know, all that information because Google, they know everything. They know everything about you. They know more about you than you know about yourself, sir. Yep. That's certainly true. And, you know, I, I, I've always, like, liked the radio format for being able to play music, have our show, and do all that stuff. But, like, there were drawbacks, like, not being able to quickly, like, go, oh, how many people are tuning in? Like, with this live stream right now, I can see, like, right away like how many people are actually watching it and then see on the replays how many people watch it but you know it's 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 so many like give and takes like this yeah you have the chat which is cool but with the radio you get the callers and you can't really get that here unless you get people to join the discord like you did yeah, the actually, I, had to, I actually had to create account to, uh, my account to do that i've had discord on my uh on my ipad for a while i just never bothered to make an account for it hmm well, the other thing too that I kind of don't like about YouTube is like, or not 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 about YouTube, about the radio stations. It seems like every time, and like you know, Sean was one who actually dealt with the hardware sort of things, but every time Sun would screw it up, like between shows, and like it would make it so we because we always used to have it so that like you know, because I was the first one of you know me and Sean and um, Phil to graduate. So I pretty much had to get him call in ever since then. And the radio station, like sometimes it would be fine. Other times someone would just like unplug everything. Yeah, we had trouble initially with the the actual phone. And I, when Alex would call in, it would sometimes be decent quality. Sometimes he'd sound like he'd come out of a can. Sometimes just nothing would come through. And I was never given straight answers, and I finally figured out what the problem was when there was nothing coming through, which was I had to hit that button on the right in the switchboard that 
basically sends the phone audio feed through the radio and so I was able to get him then and so that eventually worked except it just started sounding like other shit and so I learned that we had the Mac Mini there and I thought wait can we get the sound from that to go out and then I figured out how to do that and I was like oh sweet and so that's I mean I we've Alex and I were one of the first people to use Discord like ever uh, when the platform was first launched and now it's extremely popular but we had already been a part of many like Discord service, so we just naturally used Discord, and it was so much better sounding. But then the Mac Mini died, <laughs> and so we were like, "Shit, what do we do now?" And yep, then that that's been terrible. I I, I live tweet my show like uh, the the uh, the songs that I play on the show. Uh, that it's a lot harder to do quickly on my phone, but do what you got to do, right? Yeah. And that was the thing, too, is, like, even when we had the Mac Mini, one time I got logged out, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I finally got the login or something, or somebody eventually logged in. But then it died, and, yeah, like you said, it was very hard. So I eventually asked, and I found out that we could plug in, like, our laptop into, like, the aux cable. And so I was able to do it that way. But that created new problems where if we had, like, a call or if we had – uh something else like going on like it wouldn't you know go through discord and you couldn't hear the caller unless i muted myself and then turned up the speakers so they could hear them it was like so much easier when we had that mac mini i miss that thing yeah it is what it is but that was definitely a tool that you don't think about until it's gone and now that it's gone it's just like why yeah it's like a cinderella song (laughs) yeah it's just it's it's a shame but i hope they have some money now raised up because they were saying they had like they were raising money like to get a new one there's a brand new one out now so i hope they get one but it would be nice yeah i put a lot of music in that library too like i mean we already had a lot of tracks but that was what was nice too you could just play pretty much anything like with youtube you can't play any music or else you're screwed yeah, which... Uh, that's definitely a downside of YouTube. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, not only that, but, like, I've noticed with YouTube, too, that, like, one of the problems I had... Um, hey, you're breaking me? up, Sam. Yeah. Can you guys hear me now? No. Sounding worse, actually. You're going, like, really in and out. I don't know if it's your connection or if it's the position of your mic. Um, okay. how's this? That's a lot there. Okay, yeah, I, I, I took you off speaker for some reason. Discord won't let me, um, connect via my desktop, which is where my mic is set up and whatnot. So I'm just using my phone. But um, one of the things I noticed that's like a big problem with YouTube too is, um, like the the lag time after you finish a stream. It takes forever for YouTube to process streams properly, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get stuck in that processing, like, freaking, um, like, quarantine. It just, like, sits you there, and then you, you get let out of it, like, two days later sometimes. Remember, some of our streams were that way. So you should, recently, they've been pretty good. Like, they've actually been up, like, once we're done streaming, and sometimes not. 
Yeah, it's 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 really hit or miss for me too. I've noticed that like for the shorter streams, like if I do my show like under an hour, it's pretty good. But anything beyond that, it just takes it just goes into processing hell. Yeah. Um but I mean one thing I also um miss because I, I did I actually did like to Restorado in uh in Denver for like a little bit, just like at a community college. And one thing I miss is kind of like the promotion element of it too a little bit is that like you at least have the station promote you a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you know, with like with streaming you have to do it like yourself, which isn't bad. It's just if you're not used to it, it takes some getting used to. So Yeah. And that was what was cool is when we eventually had some big guests on, like we had some solid material for promos and stuff when we made the Milo one and that one was you know the one we used for our remaining time there and I don't know how many people it actually gave us and that was another thing too that we couldn't get to work is like we put it in that library for promos but it was never ever automatically played the only one that was ever automatically played was the Grateful Dead Hour I don't know why that was an issue and it never got fixed no matter how many times I brought it up could have been because my my was too controversial. I think it was right. all the other ones too. Like there was like seven other ones that would just only play the one. Yeah, exactly. That was what was really weird about it. it only play that one promo, and it used to never do that. But it started doing that for the past like like year or year and a half. I was there, and I remember noticing like, every time I came in. The Grateful Dead Hour was always the promo there, and I always like swapped it out for other ones during my show. And even future hours, I would swap it out because I, I mean, I kept in there sometimes, but I was like, you know, it's not fair to the other shows out there. So it was just really weird and it never got fixed. I don't know why that was a thing, but. Yeah, TK, did, did they still have that problem when you were there? It's a really good question. I am not entirely certain. Did you say that it was always the uh, the Grateful Dead Hour? Uh, that yes. was that was uh, in in there. Yeah, the, you know how the automation computer like will automatically pull up songs and promos and all that jazz. It yeah. would automatically for the promo section only do the Grateful Dead hour. And I tried figuring it out myself, could not figure it out. I know I told the president time about multiple times, and he claimed he fixed it, and I told me he didn't, and he couldn't figure it out. It was just so weird, but it only played that one promo every time like it had to do an automated promo. That is very odd. Yeah. It was if you want, we, 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 could, we could discuss conspiracy theories here, but um, <laughs> wasn't the, uh, the DJ that was in question earlier uh, responsible for that show? <laughs> oh yeah, Tina, this is I love this show. <laughs> I I think he's actually I think you're right on that one, uh TK actually. I think she was, so this is uh I am no longer comfortable with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the plot has thickened I'm, too I'm, much. I'm 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 gonna get myself cancelled. Oh my god. Drive by trolling. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't keep my I can't keep my mouth shut. You, you, I have I have lost over a hundred um a hundred followers on Twitter over the past uh, uh, seven months, 
not because I've been espoused. Well, they claim it's because I've been espousing specific political parties, but no, it's just I'm just calling out uh, uh, hypocrisy in media uh, media reporting and um, free speech issues, and uh, that's not very popular right now. At least you have more than a hundred followers on Twitter. <laughs> I only I have a hundred. Uh, if I lose my hundred, I'm done. <laughs> I've managed to build up 2,500 over the years. Ooh. I was almost at 2,600, and then I started the 100-follower downward spiral. Mm. <laughs> Bro, how many do at you least quite a few Sam, don't you? I, I think Sam's him. still dead. You know, no, I'm, oh. I'm here. He's alive. How many followers do you have on Twitter? Oh, on Twitter? Let me check real quick. Um, I I have over a thousand on Twitter I know that but that's let me see I have I have uh, 1,965 followers on Twitter but then I'm but then I'm following 3,597 people. Right. So like yeah. So like <laughs> so I'm so I'm, st- I'm still game. So I'm still following like more people than, you know, follow me back. So yeah. That happens. Uh, That's the algorithm for you. But then But then again, like I've also had my account since uh like September of 2011, which was when I was back in high school. So, wow, I created mine just I think a year ago. Yeah, no, I've I've been on I've been on Twitter for like a super long time, and I've and I've only been and I've only been banned like once. Uh, you know, temporarily. Come on, you're not you're not working hard enough. Then you're not you're not hitting them hard enough. (laughs) You're obviously not doing something right if you've only been banned for a temporary uh, uh, span. Yeah. Well, they, they've they've definitely shadow banned me though too because no one no one sees my stuff unless I like tag them or something. So. Yeah. But, there is uh, a tool that you can use to find out if you have been shadow banned or not. Um, I swear that I they have to have done something to the algorithm with my account. Because I'm not shadow banned, but I do not get view uh, uh, sent to new people, and my content for you know for having 2,500 followers, my content gets viewed like 64 times or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, same here. I think it's that like- is kind of a form of shadow banning because. If you're not coming up on people's feeds, the algorithm's pushing you to the bottom or pushing you just completely out of it. Yeah, it's Twitter for you. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Twitter fame. Thank you, Jack. You know, Twitter fame, it's it's something else, you know. Like, you could get, like, 5,000 followers, but then, you know, you still have fucking Christian out there with, like, 55,000 fucking followers and his own fucking Wikipedia, basically. And he all he does, all he did was, like, make a fucking Sonic ripoff and act like an idiot on the internet, you know? <laughs> he, made a, he made a Sonic ripoff, but also uh, fed the trolls. Uh, what, what, what did they call him? Some uh, they, they 
actually created a word for like a, a lol cow is how is that what they referred to chris chan as yeah they made like that that's yeah. who was like basically like he didn't found with like kiwi farms but he was basically responsible for it he's life. a fascinating and he th i have uh, there are actually documentaries about chris chan on um on youtube uh he is a fascinating individual that is just he is so far out there well it just amazes so me she, that no that's right he, he uh, uh they came out as trans something or other so i think it's a she i i, I think that she is the pronoun christina, christina chandler christina Chris chandler that's right Jeez, like, you know, it just amazes me, though, because, like, you have this one guy who basically all he did was, you know, attract trolls, and he has more content on the internet about him than fucking Albert Einstein. Like, they're, <laughs> like he's on fucking wiki decade to himself. Ah, ah, ah. You know, think about that. Oh, like, that's that's that, incredibly that's sad. Thinking. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, shit, like, what could we be doing in that time? Like, you know... Fucking Donald Trump doesn't have shit on fucking Christian in terms of how many fucking like internet things. Like pretty much everybody. Like maybe even George like him and like George Washington are probably like head to head right now in terms of like how much like written content's about them. Oh god. You can see why Alex was my first uh I guess you were a permanent guest that became host. I don't know what we call ourselves anymore, my co host. Uh man. That's shit yep. we know. So I have a question, speaking of uh, locales, and Sean and Alex, you'll have to forgive me, uh -oh. but uh, at, first off, have you heard of Owen Benjamin? All right, time to start the drink. <laughs> uh, how long did it take this time, Alex? you <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit, so I can Okay, yeah, okay. What were you saying, Sam? <laughs> We sorry by the way, we we were joking the other night. We were like, we should start like a, a timer that's like on the fucking screen. It's like T minus, you know, minutes till uh Sam mentions own Benjamin or the Bears. Let's just turn into a drinking game. Let's you know, every time that either own Benjamin, the Bears, or uh yeah, I think that was it gets mentioned, you take I a drink. I got, I got, I got through an entire episode of the Whitfield Report without mentioning it, though. Wow, and, uh, and, that's like a, and, that's like and, your longest kill streak yet. Until, until like someone at the, until someone at the end of the <laughs> show was like, "So, what do you think about the latest update in his lawsuit?" And I'm like, "Don't know." <laughs> uh, that's funny. See, Sean, you need to drink because th no, this would be more. I don't. This would be more fun. We had he participate in the drinking. Look at how far I've come without drinking. Uh, oh yeah, that that's Sean's uh, superpower. He doesn't drink, <laughs> including my weaponized autism. It's also my weaponized teetotaling. What's the term? Yeah, it's I think it's teetotaling. Teetotaling, yeah, yeah. My weaponized powers are coming together, and it's I need like a third one, so I have like a trifecta. And look, we we, we spun out out of that. We spun out this radio show together. We we've we've gotten speakers on the campus. We've caused like mass protests. We've done all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, yeah. You know. See how much more crazy shit you could do in the future. <laughs> You guys, you guys brought Sargon of Akkad and uh, 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 oh shoot, Hunter Hunter Avalone uh, on campus. And when I realized that that had happened and I could have gone, I was so upset. Oh my 
God, you didn't see I, our 50 I, million I, posters across campus? <laughs> I'm not on – like, I'm an alumni. Like, I, I, I'm, I barely go on campus except for the radio show uh, uh, these days. True. Like, that, that's, that, was, that was my major issue. Should, I should have left, like, a flyer just, like, haphazardly in the radio station. You know, like, taped it to inside the trash can so it looks like it was being thrown out. But, like, people, like, would see it and it wouldn't be, like, advertising um officially oh, but interesting yeah yeah see i've learned to think outside the box and that shit but the, we actually have the full thing up if i'll send it to you right now it's like it's on our channel but yeah I, was... I, I actually i actually communicated with you guys in the comment section of that video that's that's where like oh, I, I realized that it happened because i actually watched that uh that um uh that whole thing and then i realized oh wait this was this was like a week ago this was here i can oh god they were Damn. here and I missed it, and oh god, I was so upset with myself because I'm out of the loop. Yeah, I, I'm sorry you missed that because it was really fun. Like Phil was at it. Um, that was when I was chapter president of the Turning Point chapter. And previous year, like I was secretary, and that's when we brought Don Jr. Can we go for him, Charlie Kirk? But then when it was my year, like we Turning Point wasn't sending us any speakers or anything, so. I was just like, all right, let's uh, let's see how much chaos we can cause, and you know, we we well got who we could on. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. You did well on that regard. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Avalon, he's kind of uh, being a very interesting person lately. After our thing, that was what was wild. Is like when we invited him, I thought he was just like solid Trump supporting young YouTuber, and he told us like after. I did the interview with him on the radio. He was like, you know, I might say some stuff that you guys might disagree with, so I just want to warn you. And I'm like, oh, so he's going to be, like, super edgy or something? All right, cool. I, I, I'm fine with that. And then he gets there, and he starts going on about how conservatives aren't censored by big tech and a bias. Like, there's no big tech um, conserved bias. Like, he was saying that, that doesn't happen he's like yeah conservatives are like banned on big tech but it's not there's not a bias to it and i'm like what are you talking about and like people are yeah, that's 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 ludicrous yeah it's, it, it's it, crazy. The, the, the argument isn't there is no bias the argument is uh it does it also happen to people on the left and yes it does happen to people on the left but it happens to people on the right a significantly larger percentage of the time yeah, exactly. And people were bringing that up to him. They were bringing up the fact that there were Project Veritas videos of these big tech employees literally like showing their bias and saying we're not going to let Trump win again. And we brought up so many cases like in the Q&A and even Sargon was like debating it with him. And I just couldn't believe where he was coming from on that. And then ever since that, that clip went around, made the rounds on the internet. Like a lot of people saw that. And then that's when the whole Groiper War thing was happening. And then he, like, Connor just started going really, really left wing. Like he started, it might have even been before this, he was saying that there are more than two genders. And now he's even called Sargon a white nationalist, like after that thing. And I'm like, Dude, you just share the stage with him. What are you talking about? Yeah, Sargon is many things. He might, you might, he, he, the furthest you could go with Sargon is like, uh, he's an edgy boy sometimes, but white nationalist? No. White supremacist? No. no. Nazi? No. Sincerely. This is, yeah, that's ludicrous. Yeah, it was insane, but 
crazy f way of triggering the left, though, I have to say. <laughs> they lost their shit when they heard about that event. Like, and they looked into Sargon. I mean, they were just losing it. The protests that happened outside of it, they tore down our posters, they wrote Antifa on our posters. I mean, it was just a never-ending, like, cycle. Yes, yes. The, uh, the, the, the peaceful side, you know, they're, they're there for, you know, for peace and um, understanding amongst uh, everybody or else. Yeah, love and tolerance. That's what they love specialize and in. Love and tolerance. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Love and tolerance, or else we're just gonna punch your face in, man. That's 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 all there is to it. It's, it's fine. It's a, it's gonna be a tolerant love and tolerance punch to the face. God, if we bring who we want to bring, at some point with uh, future plans, there there could be some punches being thrown. Not saying it should or would happen, but things could get fiery. So you have any control over that shit? <laughs> We try. We try to the violence. Yeah, the the violence comes if you you know go any direction but where they want you to go. So you just gotta just gotta take take this take take what you need to do to uh, protect yourself. Essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, when I was even over there, I was in the college Republicans. Like, you know, I, I graduated in twenty seventeen, but like they had freaking Ben Shapiro, the most milk toast, like you know quote-unquote republican out there and they were like banging at the doors chanting like beyonce songs <laughs> you know for ben shapiro you would think that they brought richard spencer to penn state but it was fucking milk ben. you know who just says I, facts I, don't care about your feelings that's all like that's the edgiest thing he's ever said yeah well and, the, the outrage against ben shapiro has been the best thing for his career simply because of the memes like all of the memes that have come up, come from Ben Shapiro uh, is just like, you know, they, they have made him a superstar. He is, you know. Well, do you know how much he charges for like campus speaking events? Like he, that's literally, I think his fucking job just because he can charge, like he charges out the ass for like Sargon. I don't even think, what, didn't he just like ask for like room and board or Sargon something? Sargon was like, the most generous speaker I've ever had. He literally just said, hey, can you cover our, travel expenses and hotel expenses which was literally all, like we split the international flight i believe and then he flew from salt lake city where he was doing another talk to penn state and we did that one and then his hotel and i gave him like a decent hotel too like one that i've even stayed in there and it only it, it must have been like only like fuck like 500 to 700 dollars in total i think it was under a thousand that we even had to pay for him, but Ben Shapiro was asking, I believe, like fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars for a speaking fee. Oh, oh. which is insane. Damn, that's that's some cheddar. Well, it's not as bad as Jordan Pearson, who was charging a minimum, a minimum of fifty thousand, and at most, I believe it was seventy-five thousand. I was, like, I was actually just looking at that email today, so I should actually pull that back up to find that number. But it was like I think it was fifty-five to seventy thousand, or fifty to seventy-five thousand, something like that. He charges the most insane speaking fee plus, and that's not even including his request for first-class travel, uh, you know, airfare and first-class or uh, best. Sorry, I'm fucking up. 
first class uh, air travel and like best hotel you can get. I'm like, no, just no. Who was who was the Obama's America guy again? What was his name? Oh, Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, like I heard he also like I, I remember when he came over here. Not only does he charge out the ass, but he also like tries to like pawn off his merch at the fucking event, like at the end. Yeah, I experienced that because remember I was uh, I was trying to get his uh, autograph and he wouldn't give it. He wanted me to buy his shit and get that shit signed. That's what. That's what Glenn Beck made me do when I met him. What? See, that's just dumb. Like, I, I, I mean, if you ask like Milo for a stage, she'd be like, oh, "Of course, darling, I'll sign anything." You know, he would just sign it right away. Sargon signed whatever I had. Hunter even signed whatever I had. I mean, I, that sort of shit. I just think is silly. Um, Crowder's yeah. fee was twenty thousand, and then Peterson's looking at this email because it's between like that like Crowder goes through Gaff which is like Ben Shapiro's thing and then Peterson goes through the Creative Arts Agency CAA which is like the biggest agency of all agencies that deals with like Hollywood celebs and everything and Peterson was charging about to find it uh, I know Ruben was charging a minimum of 10000 uh, and that's probably going up, I'd imagine. I think it has gone up to like twenty or fifteen thousand. I think. Yeah, he's yeah. According to uh, Pearson's agent, his typical speaking fee um, was fifty thousand to seventy five thousand. Yeah, see that that's just nuts. You know, like I get it that you need to get like these people, they make a lot of money, but on the other hand, they don't make that much where you can basically get a whole year's salary for doing one day of like, not even a whole day. It's just you basically fucking speaking at a fucking event. Yeah. Like, it's Here's the thing I always bring up too, is that Crowder at least like for less than half of that or more than half that um, he brings a full show with costumes and props and all this shit. And I, I believe he doesn't go out out of Texas anymore, but he'd bring all this shit because he's gone to Michigan before. Peterson just brings the clothes on his back. Like, what's he bringing other than himself? Like, it's not like a huge ask. Yeah. What is he up to these days? Like, uh, I know he he went through that whole horrifying ordeal uh with his health um is he is he back out at, yes. at this point or is he okay yeah he released a video recently where he is out of rehab uh from i think he was in russia which was really strange and he he oh no that uh he was in rehab for a uh like a really messed up um uh addiction to painkiller oh shoot what was it it, no, it wasn't painkillers. It was uh, it was an anti-anxiety uh, medication, like a gnarly one, like the really hardcore stuff. It messes with your brain hardcore, and then it got in he, for whatever reason he had an adverse reaction to this thing, so that even when he was trying to get off of it, he could not. He had to be put into an induced coma, uh, to uh, in Russia because no other place would be was willing to do it. Uh, he got double pneumonia from one of the places that he went to to try to get uh, this treatment and then he got covid at the uh, at the end of it so yeah mm. uh, like that's the stuff that i'm talking about has he is he he's he's back out and releasing videos again 
Yeah, he is back out, and I think he's going to be starting more videos soon, but it's called Benzodiazepine. Benzodiazepine. Yeah. Uh, that's the one. Yes, yes, yes. It it does it does horrifying stuff to your brain. Yeah, it's antidepressants. They'll fuck you up. Mm. Like my brother, he was on like this one, and he like he was just normal. And then like out of nowhere, he was like about to fight me. I was like, what the hell's going on here? And he never. I mean, he'd always like he'd had like a little bit of anger issues, but like this, it was like you know from zero to like I'm gonna kick your ass in like five seconds. You know, that's that stuff will really mess with you. And people don't realize that it's like addicting physically. You know, it's probably one of the I mean, most- it, it, it actually it actually changes the way that your brain functions in certain ways. And to a certain extent, there are people where that is good, like their brains are not working correctly. And these things can actually affect them in a positive way. Uh, but there's a big issue with uh, over prescription, you know, uh, and that's in all in all medications yeah no no that's definitely true with that like shoot you know like like you know with those with like opiates especially like geez i just had my uh wisdom teeth taken out they gave me like all these fucking opiates you know yeah, like, yeah we're still that shit yeah we're still we're still as a country massively fucked up in uh in the uh the tail end of that whole crisis you know and that that was that was uh spurned spurred on by uh, corporate greed that was fun you know just murder murder a few hundred thousand few million people uh so that you can get your profits up all right cool cool yeah and they buy off congress and lobby them to keep that going yes, lord <laughs> are we getting ourselves into a depression spiral here yeah, yeah what <laughs> happened to shooting the shit what happened to i'm like, not sure our crazy there, time what, did I see something in the uh, in the title of the video that there was going to be a uh, discussion about Georgia? Because I know nothing about what's going on in Georgia. Oh, yeah. So in Georgia, there's been um, – I think they – I have to double-check because they kept going back and forth from whether they certified the results or not. But there was a physical recount, and there's been a lot of arguments that there are votes that haven't been counted, that should have been counted, and votes that – have been counted that should have been counted. There's been a lot of craziness going on, but Alex Jones, Ali Alexander, Nick Fuentes have all been on the ground there in Georgia protesting at the Capitol building. There's been a lot of people coming out for protests there. I know Scott Presler, uh, and oh god, what's his name? I'm sorry, I'm screwing up. Brent Straka and a bunch of other people were out there. RSBM was filming it, and there was just a lot of concerns going out there. And I know Charlie Kirk is finally going out there. So there's a lot of action happening on the ground there in terms of trying to stop the steal. And then there's, of course, the runoff race that's going to be the race decides the balance of the Senate. So it's going to be wild. Yeah, this whole, this whole election cycle has been absolutely incredible to watch. Incredibly stressful, incredibly exciting, just incredibly, yeah, no, there's there's. It's just been so much going on. It's been absolutely overwhelming. Metal well, for my... life in the chat. You need to go to sleep, not us. <laughs> Continue. Well, here's the thing that I don't understand. You know, why Why didn't they, like, if you're going to be voting remotely, why don't they require you to at least use your freaking IDs? 
you know, like your, your regular ID and stuff like that, like just for the vote in general, like why is that such a hard thing for America to understand? Like literally every other, like, you know, regular country has voter ID requirements. Why is the United States unique where, you know, you can't buy alcohol, you can't get a house, you can't get like any sort of meaningful job, but you know, you can vote without an ID. Why, why, how'd that even happen? You know? Well, I'm, I'm sorry to say, Alex, but when you say that you're trying to hold back minorities and poor people from voting, so if you support something like that, you're racist and you hate poor people, so we have to not have any voter ID to make voting more accessible to our Democratic voters. Yeah, no, like that, that's such a crock of shit. Like, even like homeless people, they get fucking IDs. You know how I know? Because they're always, like, fucking smoking cigarettes and they're always drinking alcohol. Yeah. You know, if they if a fucking homeless guy can manage to get liquor, how come the Democrats don't think that, you know, pretty much everyone can do, like, you know, get a fucking ID somehow? Like, it, it just bewilders me that this, this is an issue that's uniquely American. Well, it's basically made by the Democrats. You know, they fought in the courts over that. Over something like in today's day and age, you, you can't open up a bank account without an ID. Like there's literally very few things. Like soon enough, you want to be able to open up social media accounts without an ID. Yeah, I could see that. I could really see that. So they made me. Oh have yeah, no. The, the the anonymity of the internet is incredibly inconvenient for you know, you know, people who don't want people to be anonymous on the internet. Well, the theory of anonymity on the internet, anyway. Well, Facebook almost like, at least for me, like I had an interesting story with that. Like right before, it was like in like, I think it was the end of March or like the beginning of May. It's like I lost access to my Facebook account because I did a negative reaction. They were like the angry face to a Breitbart article comparing uh, George Floyd to Jesus Christ. Or not Jesus Christ, it was uh, Martin Luther King. And that, you know, I, I had an angry face reaction because I didn't think that was an appropriate sort of uh, comparison. And then they locked me out of my Facebook account until the day after the election, you know. And they want to go and say that, like, conservatives don't get, like, fucked with by these companies. And, it, and I predicted it, too. I was going to say, you know, watch. As soon as this election's over, they're going to give me back mm -hmm. my act. And I sure was... enough. I'll tell you what. I avoided Facebook for the longest possible time. Uh, up to and including, like, I had a Facebook that I just, I shut it down. Uh, I hate Facebook with a passion. Uh, but COVID happened, and so I got a portal so that I could stay in communication with family uh, more easy. But unfortunately, you need to have a Facebook account to do that. So I bit the bullet, made a Facebook account, and then they made it the worst possible experience to try to open up a new Facebook account. I had to actually, like, I got in was able to change a couple of bits of information in it, and then it locked me out. And then I literally had to scan my driver's license in to prove that I was the person who just created this account. Yep, that's what they made me do. But then they like still locked me out for six months. And they said, because of COVID, you might take a little while for you to get access to your account. I had to threaten yeah. like to request my information or whatever. And then they finally like relent and gave me access. Like I demand I had won my personal information. When and did I, you demand I, that? It, it was... It was probably sometime in September when I started. And then, like, I kept getting put through this, like, automation loop. And I think I finally got a human 
by the end of like October, and that's when that stuff happened. But I don't think it's a coincidence because, like, you know, they should have done it earlier because I already submitted my information in like the, the day after when they asked me to. I sent them mm-hmm. my photo ID, and they like either just ignored, forgot about it. But as soon as I requested like my personal information, like you know, we can download that stuff, they said, "Oh, we can't do that because your Facebook account's locked." I said, okay, well, I want access, you know, unlock my Facebook account. They're like, oh, okay, well, if you want to delete your Facebook account, you need to give us, you know, this information. I was like, well, I don't want you to fucking delete my account. I just want to access it. And then I I kept getting through this fucking loop. It was like every day they'd send me an email telling me, like, if I want to delete my Facebook account, I have to go and, like, send in, like, a a photo ID and, like, utility bill or something, you know? Yeah. It was insane. When I'm looking at your account, the, you were thrown into Facebook jail around April 19th because it's funny. It shows you how like the world has changed and yet not changed at the same time since you're banned. The last thing you posted before your comeback post was a meme about with Joe Exotic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was around the time. I remember that. And then November 5th is when you came back. It was literally, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Seven months. And it was 36 hours after polls closed uh, in Pennsylvania that your account was reinstated. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah, no, it was bullshit. Because, like, there, you know, I've... I don't like Facebook, but like there's certain people that I only know, like I only have access to on Facebook. Yeah, that's the problem with depending on these platforms. It's like I, I'm in the same boat as TK where I didn't want to create a Facebook for the longest time because I hated the company. I just hated like what it was doing to people too in terms of social media. But I was like, yeah. I I had to get one to manage some club pages for Penn State. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I ended up like actually liking being able to use Facebook to promote stuff. And that's what I do with this. I use it as a tool to share articles, funny memes, ideas, cool shit happening. Like I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, food porn. And like takes a picture of my food to like, you know, whatever stupid reason or to be on Instagram taking narcissistic photos. I'm not into that, and I that's turned me off. But you know, I've joined all these things only to kind of stay in the loop on things and know what's going on, to understand how to use them for good and connect with friends. Yeah, no, like I like honestly, like Messenger, like that's probably what I use Facebook mostly for, just so I can contact these people easily. Because yeah. I have friends who, like change their phone numbers all the time and. You know, it's it's just easy and like to video chat people, but like. But the problem is, and this, and I understand why so many people do love Messenger, is because it's a nice, easy way to connect with people. But I fucking hate it because you're relying upon a platform that can ban you. It's like when you text people and when you call people, like they can't take that feature away from you. The phone companies can't discriminate against you. Thankfully, there are laws in place for that, but Facebook can. Twitter can right now, yeah. Discord too, yeah. And I love Discord. It's not as bad as a lot of other platforms. Like the only people they really ban are like Wignats after Charlottesville. Well, they banned Sam. And Sam, sorry. Uh, You just said Wignats. I'm a drinking (laughs) one. Yeah. Yeah. And and then when I heard it happen to Sam, that's when I was like, oh shit, we gotta be careful. 
Well, and, and that one was and that one was weird because it wasn't even for anything that I posted. It was a game like, server, I, I, right? Yeah. Well, well, and that was the that was the interesting thing was so back when. So back when Gavin McGinnis started his own network, uh, which is censored.tv, um, there's this, some guy, um, a guy by, by the name of Jimmy, who actually is from the UK, he started a Discord server just for Gavin McGinnis fans. And so... And his I subreddit too. Yeah, and so I, yeah, and, he, and the subreddit as well. So I was one of the first people to join the Discord. And the funny thing about Discord was, was he really didn't talk about Gavin or like politics all that much. Like, there was. Sam, a, speak, speak closer to your phone. I, I can barely hear you. There were a lot of people who would just like, you know, do things like, um, you know like cooking recipes or you know talk about like you know work stuff or what have you it was more of like a community that just happened to uh you know be you know just happened to subscribe to gavin's thing right um but then after the um then after the george floyd you know riots you know, and that, that whole thing happened. Uh, Discord said that they were going to crack down on, like, white nationalist and white supremacist, you know, servers. So the Discord, so the Gavin McGinnis server basically got banned, and then every single one of the users that was in there, including the black people we had were all banned for racism i wasn't banned when i was in that server yeah but yeah but you weren't that active though i don't think did they just take out the active people then yeah pretty much Hmm. well see that's what scares me like that's one thing i really don't like about discord because like most other platforms like you actually have to be doing something that they consider objectionable to kick you off like they won't just go and ban everyone who's like in a server who doesn't do infringing content, you know? Yeah. Well, and I love discord as a platform. Like it's by far the best communication platform, but, and their policies were actually pretty good for the longest time until recently. And now it's just like the rest of them where you're scared and you're just waiting to be banned for a guilt by association. Really? I mean, that's happened with some other accounts or other platforms, too. And the thing that's concerning, too, is that I think with the Gavin server, didn't a bunch of, like, Wignats and Groypers and other people that were posting, you know, more out there content, to put it mildly, weren't they the ones that kind of got the Gavin server banned? Yeah, so what what happened with that was... Was they they were posting all this edgy stuff, but then like the mod team was really good at like, you know, cleaning things out and you know reporting, and you know reporting the uh, you know the wig nuts and the the stuff to Discord like you're 
like you're like you're supposed to. Um, but I guess because they were on there, you know, at one point or another, uh, Discord just banned the entire thing outright. And uh, I mean, that's the other thing that's really kind of unnerving about Discord was like they didn't. T- they did not give us like, and they did not give me like a specific instance, you know, or like a specific example of like why, why I was banned. They just said that I was banned for like, you know, targeted harassment of like groups of people or something like that. I mean, just like very vague, you know, stuff. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's totally That's bullshit. Right that's the problem with these companies though it's like they always have these very vague terms of service yeah. and yeah, by 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 design yeah um, and unfortunately they're they're the public square these days you know it's like it, the argument is always oh they're a private company they can do what they want but nope. when you think about you know videos you think about youtube when you think about you know short tweet is short messages you think of twitter when you think about, you know, what, uh, connecting with your families, you think Facebook, you know, these companies, they are the public square these days, but they are also private companies. So you're, it's a, it's a weird position where you just like, you don't have an opportunity to, um, actually have the discourse that you're supposed to be able to have because it's a private company. We're living in a, a dystopian, like a, a dystopian cyberpunk novel at this point. Yes. Especially now. mega corporations and drones and you know uh, uh, mercenary police. Yeah, we were well, even just talking about, and I'll let you go there in a second, Alex. But we were just talking about that Cyberpunk 2020 tabletop game because we were talking about the 2077 coming out. And, like they literally had like a part in one of the companion books that was talking about all the shit we're seeing now. It's like eerie how accurate it was, and it was I forget when that was released. It's like, like the 80s, I think. I believe, yeah. It was around, like, probably a few years after Blade Runner. It was around that time. Well, no, but what I was saying was, like, especially now at the public square, because you physically can't go to the public square because of coronavirus. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, my you God, know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> like, honestly, they should have, like, fucking Trump, I wish he would have done this, like, an executive order to basically regulate them like the public square. Like, at least for now, like, I mean... That's he had the opportunity to. He he kind of fucked that one up. Yeah, like that's the one thing I I will say. Like I I do love Trump, but he did. I think he should have hammered those companies harder than what he did. But I I know that like some of it, you know, they're they're paying off the fucking senators and the congressmen. But you know, I've seen him do that fucking order on the bump stocks. He can do something on the fucking. Twitter and Facebook. Well, he revoked have- the article 230, which was a big step, but, you know... Trying to. It's 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 not that he revoked it. Oh, God. What was the actual... It wasn't a revocation of it, but uh, it was... Um, um, it was putting... Weird. It was putting it was putting in place the ability for uh, uh, it to be actually enforced uh, correctly, which it hasn't been enforced correctly or equally or something like that. Well, the thing that sucks, though, especially if the election goes the way the media is saying it's going to go, is that all those executive orders he's done can all be turned around and just disappear. You know, they can be completely reversed, and you're back to square one on these things. That's why it always has to come through Congress to actually have, like, solidifying 
permanent change or are you just like what we've been talking about now is like I think the government's the wrong solution to this I think we just gotta sue these companies and get rid of them I think that's the only option now yeah it's the one thing the EU's been good for is like suing the shit out of these like big tech companies yeah the one gotta give them that yeah you know, because, like, they, they are, like, they've violated, like, thankfully, like, they've actually enacted, like, GDPR, like, you know, working the corporate world, like, that that's a pain in the ass, but, like, for social media companies, you know, it's necessary, and that's the one good thing about California, is they have something similar to GDPR over there, where you can sue these companies if your, like, data is used inappropriately or breached or something. You know, and I feel like that's probably the best avenue for attack. And that's something that, like, both parties would actually sort of, they could almost agree with it, that that's ridiculous. Like, the violations of just privacy. That's probably the easiest way. Mm-hmm. At least for, like, Facebook. I don't know about Twitter so much, but, like, Google and Facebook, they violate the shit out of your privacy. You know, you have no privacy with their they keep, you know, with those companies, like, even if you don't have a Facebook account, they still, if it has, if a website has that little Facebook fucking button on there, it's tracking you. Yeah. yeah. I found that out today. Like, I was, I, for the first time, actually downloaded the Facebook app and the Messenger app, and I was digging into some of the stuff, and I have it as restricted as possible. Like, it can't look, th- well, it says it's not supposed to look through my contacts, look through my photos, use my camera, it microphone. But it doesn't. It just ignores all that stuff. You realize that, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Read the two hundred page terms of use or whatever the EU law. Well, hopefully, I mean, you know, Apple does seem to be a little bit better with the privacy, so hopefully they are stopping that crap. But it. It's one of those things where, like, you don't even have to have the app. You just go on the fucking website, and you're already screwed. Like, you don't have to do barely anything to get screwed on them. And, like, just liking a page does stuff you wouldn't even imagine it does. Have shadow profiles of, like, anybody, almost, I think everybody, basically. Because, you know, every time you see one of those little Facebook widgets on a page, uh, even if you don't have a Facebook account or you're not logged into it, it's still tracking all of, like, everybody that goes past that thing. And it's everywhere. So, you know, they know everywhere that you go. Yeah, and that's why I was talking to Alex about this last night. Because for the longest time, I never had the Facebook app downloaded. And... I kind of just feel like talking. He said, they like, you know, they've already got you. You're already screwed. So I'm just like, it's not going to make a difference at this point. Yeah, no, like, you ever do, like, click that ad preferences? Or, like, you get an ad on Facebook, you can click that, like, little information button and see what Facebook thinks you are. Like, mm-hmm. you ever click that? Uh, I could do that right now. Like, you'll find, like, it, it's, some of those things are surprisingly accurate, and some are just like, what the fuck's going on here? Why they put me in this, like, category? I remember like, they did that with you. It was funny. Yeah, like, they were saying, like, they, they thought I was Jewish or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it was just, Interesting. Like, yeah, like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic, but, like, it was like, you're this, and then there was, like, I have to go and see what it is now, because I don't know if what's been going on since i've been off is it the why am i seeing this ad thing yeah you can go over there and it'll like say basically why why they send ads to you and you can see your ad profile or whatever 
and you can just find some funny like funny things and some scary things you know because it like they track that information they basically complete this profile of pretty much who you who they think you are that's what targeted advertising is and that's and i as somebody who's a, has an advertising degree i mean we touched on that a little bit in the classes like can't wait to actually get my hands on the real world but like it's changed everything because you can micro target specifically like if you're trying to sell um let's say cyberpunk 2077 you you're not going to target boomers with that shit you want to be sending those ads right to your 18 to 35 year old demographic that's male that's a gamer you want to see if they've been on new egg have they um, you know, uh, shown interest in cyberpunk genre, like you can really micro target, and that's what they're looking to do. Book yeah. has definitely gotten very good at doing that kind of a thing. Yep. Uh, going going back a second, like just talking about uh, Biden Biden coming into power. Um, I got to be honest, like I'm less concerned about a lot of that stuff uh, that that you were talking about, like just having having a bunch of uh, executive orders invalidated. Um, I mean, there's the constitutionality of, you know, uh, just the amount of executive orders that have been happening over the past 10 years is a separate conversation. But I am more concerned by a lot of the stuff that I've been seeing on uh, Twitter a lot uh, in relation to, like, what will happen after Biden gets into power. Like, uh, people like uh, uh, Robert Reich, who is a... Uh, uh, a Berkeley professor, former Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton, co-founder Inequality Media, like, and th uh, he he put a tweet out um, on October seventeenth. Uh, when this nightmare is over, we need a Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hatefulness, and name every official, politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe. And this is this is not a thing that is limited to just like, you know, this kind of a guy. It, it's a lot of it is, you know, limited to the blue check marks on uh, Twitter and the like. But it's, you know, people like AOC, you know, and and like other really big names are all calling for this kind of a truth and reconciliation commission kind of a thing to name and cause issues for anybody who, you know, uh, supported Trump in any way, shape or form, even if it was just like a positive post. It's like this shit is creepy. Yeah, we've talked about this too. How, and this is, I strongly believe that with Biden in power, I'm not worried about what Biden himself is going to do. I'm worried about what everybody else is going to do because the tech right. companies are going to be are totally um, embracing. Black Lives Matter is going to be embracing. All these people that have been calling us Nazis are going to be embracing. And they are going to look at this like post World War II, like, because they call us Nazis. Remember that? They're going to look at it like that and go, oh, hey. Yeah. What did we do with the Nazis after World War II? We made sure they paid for their crimes. And that's what they're going to look at us like. They think, oh, you people, we're going to persecute you. We're going to ban you. Uh, we're going to take you off all these social media platforms. We're going to take your bank account away from you. We're going to make you suffer and pay for what you did. And we're not going to let this happen ever again. And that's what they're going to do. I mean, Trump's, Trump's going to get banned from Twitter. And... All of, I've been, already been seeing a few of my friends get banned from Facebook, specifically Facebook. And I think anybody that's controversial, right-wing, 
anti like SJW and goes against the globalist narrative, and or even it's just a little bit fun, is going to be banned. They're going to be taken off. It's just a matter of time. Uh, it's it's it's. I want to say hilarious, but it's not hilarious at all. Um, there, it it is not an uncommon viewpoint uh, for to be seeing people on the left on Twitter, on social media, basically. So, you know, not the real world, but still, it, it's not an uncommon viewpoint that uh, conservatives specifically, although, you know, more specifically Trump supporters, but, you know, generally conservatives need to be put into re-education camps until they can prove that they are able to be, you know, like uh, uh, allowed in polite society. Like, I, I have seen this multiple times uh, across the days. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's just like, where's the where's the love, guys? Where's the love? Yeah, it's only war for now. It's only gonna be war. I will. Ah, but war is peace. Remember? Yeah, of course. And uh, slavery is freedom too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speaking of all this, ignorance (laughs) is. Oh yeah, I, I know exactly. It's it's just and the funny thing too is like people say it's like 1984, but I think we're actually, as Michael Mouse says, we're actually in more of like a um, oh, what's that story called by, uh, Alexander Huxley? Um, oh, uh, Brave, Brave New, New World. World. Yeah, we're really in a Brave New World, with the numbing of us, uh, in society. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, though, I because Alex was mentioning, I checked my ad thing on Facebook and I found part of it. I I need to find the full thing, but you're gonna laugh at this, Alex, because it has different ad topics, and it says pets. You're seeing fewer ads about this topic. Parenting. You're seeing fewer ads about this topic. Alcohol. You're seeing fewer ads about this topic. Yeah, they they made it different now. Like now that I'm going back on it, it used to be I think easier to see it. Now they're kind of like for me, it's not even loading. I can't um, find maybe, it. Like you used to be able to find it. Like when you found an advertisement on there, and it would tell you like your interests or what they think your interests are. Yeah, I got now I add I topics, and I found advertisers you've most recently seen. It's ad topics, I think. Yeah, but that was the thing I was just reading off. There may be another one. It's sending me lots of ads on social issues, elections, or politics. I wonder why. Was it uh, categories you used to reach you, maybe? No, that wasn't it. Interest categories? Mm. Are you looking at... Oh, you're looking at ad settings. I was looking at ad topics, but ad settings where it doesn't have anything. Now, if you go to interest categories, I think that's the interesting one. They'll Where tell you, is that? You go to settings, add settings. Uh, I think it's categories used to. Oh, there it is. And then uh, interest categories. But for me, it's not loading for some reason. Same with me. Oh, it just load. So it has Sean Hannity, who I don't really watch Donald Trump who obviously Ryder University I don't know what the fuck that is role playing games yeah it's kind of accurate Fox News Channel yeah see all interest Barack Obama nope 
Ben Shapiro, nope. Joe Biden, nope. Joe Rogan, yes. Tucker Carlson, yes. Planned Parenthood, big nope. The Beatles, yep. Action role-playing game, Ann Coulter, Judicial Watch, Unreal Engine, Melania Trump, Republican Party, Word Games, Barstool Sports, University, Stars of the Republic, big yep. Netflix, Republican National Committee, Star Wars, Association Football, no, I don't like sports. Driving, well, not good at that apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Activism, Baseball, Nonprofit organizations, video games. It just goes on. The Democratic Party. Yeah, it's got fucking everything on here. Yeah, it's not loading. Like, it's weird. I think for some reason it's not loading for me. It, it did that sometimes beforehand. Akbar. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> yeah, like, they have, like weird... Akbar or, like, Allahu? <laughs> I don't know. Like, they have weird, like, ge- like computer-generated ones. At least they used to. And you can find, like, some really weird shit that didn't make any sense. And they have, like, pictures, I think, or at least they used to, like, associate with that category. Well, I, I can tell the lot of these are coming from pages I've liked, from things I think I've said, like, terms I've used often, I think it picks up on. And posts I've liked, pages I've liked, people I've liked. Some of them are. I'm like, what the fuck is Amitabhish Bakchan? <laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a computer. Like, isn't it? <laughs> you click on it? I can't click on anything. Oh, I found mine. Oh, yeah, I'm like, Google it, it. it made it a lot less interesting than it used to be. Yeah, I'm seeing like. It says I like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, He's an yeah, Indian he... film actor. Is it is it being prejudiced based on some other things in my life, if you know what I mean? <laughs> they say I like gambling. I never fucking like I, I never even buy a fucking lot of That's probably because you're friends with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Second amendment to the United States Constitution. Coming oh, I don't out. Skyrim. I fucking hate Skyrim. Fuck that. <laughs> really that one. Why well, is coming out on here and then Pennsylvania? Solar power. Why is it putting that on? Libertarianism. Go get the fuck out. On on mine, it says I like vodka, which I don't. <laughs> no one likes vodka. I just mix it with shit. Life. Okay. Really don't like that. Treehouse. I've never even said the word tr- phrase. Treehouse. <laughs> What what what's what's funny what, what's funny on mine too is it says carpentry, which <laughs> I have. You can't. No offense, but that's a little hard for you, isn't it? Well, I mean, my I mean the only the only thing it is is my stepdad is a car is a carpenter or well he he was, but oh, like God. he's not even on. But like he's not even on Facebook. Yeah, so. but they know, man. They know. Fuck, I see like. Yeah. Maybe... Here's here here's an interesting thought experiment here. Uh-oh. Uh, what if those things that you think aren't related, aren't relevant to you? What if they actually are, and you just don't know it yet? You know what? That's interesting. Facebook yeah. may know you better than you know yourself, guys. Like, That's true. It's possible. 
Maybe maybe this stuff is all stuff that you're going to come into at some point in the future here. You just haven't gotten there yet. I'm going to make a treehouse. Maybe maybe Ma you want to build a treehouse. Treehouses are fun. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you have a secret desire to fucking build a treehouse. Yeah, dude. It's been crawling in my brain this whole time during COVID. My God, this like treehouse. You kidding? That would be awesome. Actually, like... would be awesome. Oh, now you're talking into <laughs> it. You like... see? Oh my God! Oh my God! Facebook? No, Facebook Overlord. Oh God! Oh, you just said that, and one of mine just says land. Independent <laughs> <laughs> politician, money. Yeah, who doesn't like money? <laughs> Facebook definitely does it, am I right? Uh, college Republicans, nope. Nope. <laughs> well, you know what the fuck the Boone and Crockett Club is? United don't. States, yeah. Got we're, we're on the right track there. I don't like pop music. Oh, I got pop. one like that too. It says... Ooh, yes, no, you, you do. You do like pop music because yeah. Facebook says you do. Yes, you do. Vin, or no, volunteer fire department. That's probably I'm from sorry. Mikey. Oh god. I yeah. got one that says future and then in parentheses it says rapper. I hate rap. Why the, why, Sean, why, why you're, the, you're gonna be a future rapper one day. <laughs> Big that Sean. is your future. You're gonna be you're gonna be a SoundCloud rapper, dude. Get on it. Oh my god, no. I'll hook you up I'll hook you up with a producer. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's make some right wing why? rap. Why <laughs> oh god, no, no. Oh, that sounds that sounds awful, but also awesome at the same time. Oh lord! <laughs> so is that like no. fucking K-pop? Like, fuck? No, no, Sean. I'll take the fucking rap over that shit. At least I don't. No, uh, no, Sean. Do not turn into baked Alaska. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Why? No, I'm dying. <clears throat> I'm not gonna go yang gang on you, man. Oh, it says internet privacy on these fucking apps. Yeah, that... <laughs> That's rich. Yeah. <clears throat> Court hot dog students union New Jersey. Ugh. Dude, I have fucking raccoon. What the fuck? <laughs> Whose interest is we're, raccoon? We're learning a whole lot about you guys right now. I'm yeah, a, fucking a whole lot you didn't even think you would want to know. Why, oh, why does why does the color green show up in my interest? Is <laughs> that your favorite color? Because you like money. Like, like, like not not even not even like green, you know anything. Just the the color green. It's just like it's just like I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite color. I have romance film, which I. I'm not into, and then 4K resolution. Yes, I've heard you talk so much about it. Probably picked it up when you're talking about them. Yes, I jack off to 4K. I get it, but like, <laughs> it's I, I, not like yeah. a fucking like major interest. I mean, I guess if they're gonna like curate like 4K TVs like in my targeted advertising, uh, but then World Health Organization, no, I get out with that globalist shit. Fucking Benjamin Netanyahu. <laughs> like, when do? When have I even said that? Weirdly, that is a weirdly specific one. Maybe, maybe you were talking about a news article 
within hey. ear, earshot of your phone or something. Are you a groiper, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I never even, like, I can't, I'm surprised I can even say his fucking name. It, it's, it's not an easy feat. Okay. I am. Um, Human right? Dude. What the fuck is that shit doing here? Get that oh. out. Dude. Yeah, no, you, I, you gotta make yourself that dictator Phil doesn't have that problem. I, I, Meat. I keep get, I keep getting, I keep getting page suggestions to like Pornhub <laughs> on here. <laughs> Dude, it's it's the pandemic. Come on, it's the <laughs> pandemic. Everybody is getting nothing but page suggestions to Pornhub. Like, oh. there's nothing to do except you know hope that you don't die and jack off. That's very like pro micro targeting. They're probably like looking at you and you're like, let's see, he's a straight white male, he's conservative, and he's disabled. Pornhub it is then. But 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 see like who who would actually like want but here's here's the bigger question, like who in their right mind like would actually like that page? Because like <laughs> Maybe they just yeah, want to see who else has liked it. Unrepentant perverts and psychopaths. I, I know some people out there who just don't give a fuck what they post on Facebook. That's true, but that's yeah. just fucking cruel that they're like targeting that to Sam. Got fucking propane. I'm Hank Hill now. <laughs> Dormitory. I, I never fucking went in a dorm. Like, I, I, you I went into I my dorm. Me. That's true, actually. What the fuck is SL Benefica? I got the. I just got Force in parentheses Star Wars. <laughs> He's always talking about uh, right love. Wing I don't have any love in my life. Uninterruptible power supply. <laughs> <laughs> what? Millennials? What the heck is that one? <laughs> I think it's a thing that like I actually know what that is. It's like you know. So if you can get these things, it's like a mini generator, like battery thing. So when you get you like if you lose power. Like it'll keep your computer on for. Like oh, a oh, duh. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking. Um. Um. Oh. Uh. uh shit. Um. Those those machines that never stop. Uh, uh. Server. No, like limitless energy. It's it's a it's a pseudo science like thing. Perpetual machine. Perpetual motion. That's it. Yeah, perpetual motion energy. What the fuck is Juris Doctor? Bacon. I fucking hate bacon. I love bacon. How do you hate bacon? Yo. They never do it right. Like oh, I like they it do. It tastes amazing. No, it's like I like it very crispy and I like it on a fucking I don't know, like very rare. <laughs> what I, are you I, Muslim? No, I I like pork. I like I love fucking like pork tacos, but fucking bacon, man, it's like they never do it right. Dude, what the fuck is Juris Doctor? Oh, it's a JD. Oh. <laughs> Why was I right that? Wait. I have no interest in the medical field. Wait, wait, Alex. So let what? me get this straight. They're saying they're saying they're saying that you're Jewish, <laughs> and yet they're recommend and yet they're recommending bacon to you as well. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is 2020. That's not acceptable. Yeah, get out of that. Why am I recommend the Libertarian Party and then Major League Baseball? People, you always talk about libertarians. Yeah, but Usually... I'm always shitting on them because I'm like, guys, grow up and like, you know, get with it. Stop talking about fucking, on the roads. Fucking is Japanese language in Israel. 
Fucking tax. I do not like tax. I'm removing that. <laughs> Feminism? They had 20 things for fucking, like, alcohol. I was like, beer, distilled, beverage, brewery. Like, I get it, okay? Dude, yeah, I got fucking... feminism. <laughs> Me too. Cheddar cheese. Pop music. Farm. Are we are we filling out a bingo card with this stuff? Like, Jesus Christ. What, what, what's we up could. with this Facebook? Come on now. <laughs> fucking kids film. This sounds like, they think, what the fuck? Kids? <laughs> Film. I mean, is that a movie or is it saying I like watching kids in film, which is pretty <laughs> fucked up? He's so fucking fucked up. Fuck? Be interesting, actually. Like, uh, make up bingo cards so that you can go into your yes. uh, your Facebook um, advertising uh, topics and make a game out of it, a drinking game, probably, because vodka. You know what I was thinking? Like, you could, like, almost be like a, um, what's your call? Like, give someone your, like, Facebook advertiser interest, and it'd be like a, uh, a fortune teller. And then try to go and describe who it is. You know? Well, that's like, what I, this I, stuff I, does. It's, it's literally yeah, that, to predict yeah. your future. A similar, like, thing with, like, you know, like, it, you, if you ever smell like a fart, you know, kind of smells <laughs> like where it radiates, you could have, like, a fucking, like, Fart sniffing fortune teller with that. What? I predict you ate this shit. What? You know? I mean, this is trying to. I should actually crack myself. It's not really trying to predict your future. It's trying to manipulate your future. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's oh. why the, I was only half half joking earlier when I was saying that. Uh, you know, this is this is uh, not. Uh, it's not just like it's uh, telling you what you are going to be interested in going mm -hmm. going forward like i was only half joking about that it's no. like, I, I feel like that is actually what they're trying to get towards yep no you're 100 right i mean alex jones went on a rant about that and people like call him like crazy but it's like a the ai <clears throat> is literally taking away your free will by manipulating your future and giving you less free will and choice in life when you're just being manipulated with the illusion of choice um but See, look at the order I have here. I have Ellen John, which, yes. Life, eh. Playing cards, yes. Tradition, based. Treehouse, eh. Big Ten Conference, nope. Daenerys Targaryen, hot. James May, a great. And then Brand. It's so random. Libertarianism, a fucking again. Like, get that out. Fucking adolescence. Communication. Fucking Russian cuisine. What the fuck do Russians even eat? It's like vodka. Which I, I guess, you know, I'm all Borscht. Right. That's true. I never fucking had borscht, though. It's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, it's, wait. Borscht is the beets one, right? Yeah, it's like shredded beets, uh, fermented or, or something like that. It's like a beets thing. Yeah, I've never Sibling? Of something else. Sibling, mass what? media, satire, knowledge, universe, ambient music, conspiracy theory. Yo, there we go. Got something right. Brit Heck pop. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Some of it's all right. Dude, they just put fucking gas on there. Like, what gas are you talking about? Like, gaslighting. Is, is, is it neon? Argon? Krypton? That's true, too. Wait, like, wait, wait. Of matter? Fucking brand? Wait, wait, how, wait, how is, how is LSD on here? <laughs> Whoa, you they... <laughs> Why is that on mine? <laughs> They Give know, me something Sam. to aspire towards. Maple syrup. Country. 
Meteorology. Corruption yep. awareness. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. So they had the Matrix film, and they put another one for the Matrix. Are they saying that... See, I think that's true. Like, they saying, like, the, the, the idea... The we did watch the Matrix at one time. Do you remember? Yes, but that was the film. I already have that. I have two Matrixes on here. One was Matrix, the film, then there's just one that says The Matrix. Well, do you have Kansas roaming celebrated and New Brunswick? Oh, I think New Brunswick is in that Canada. I think so. Uh, like I have another part for it if that counts for many certain idiots. Uh, also... Gentlemen, this, I, I am I am enjoying the shit out of all of this stuff, but unfortunately, I it is getting to the point where I uh, this old guy has got to get to bed. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to leave you with one one final thought, parting from myself. Uh, this is not coming from me. This is coming from a Twitter communist. Um, if you're white and you eat sushi with chopsticks, congratulations. Clapping hands emoji. You're a colonizer. <laughs> Cultural oh, appropriation. Yeah. Cultural oh. appropriation if you're white and you eat sushi with chopsticks. What? That's that's the last. It's just, yeah, that's mm. that's that's 2020 for you. Yep. Hey, Sean, you're not a co You need to do better, Sean. You don't eat with the you chopsticks. You already made me eat that shit. Like, if, when you visit, and I try the chopsticks, but I they're, like, impossible to like, use. Like horse balls or whatever. You're just not trying hard enough. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Actually, not I don't colonizing know hard enough. Yeah, exactly. You are not colonizing hard enough. Yeah, um, now, somebody responded to this tweet with, who wasn't a colonizer? I will wait. Yeah. I think you're going to be waiting for a long time. Yeah. Fucking anyway. Japan was. Everyone was. Oh, hot, spicy. Hot, spicy take. Good Lord. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, well, thank you for I, coming on, though, TK. I appreciate it because I know it was a very uh, lively, impromptu, in many ways, like sort of slew of guests we had on. But it was awesome. This was this was fun. Uh, this is I really I need to I need to I need to put myself out there more and do stuff like this. This is uh, this was a great deal of fun and like loved your guys' show when you were on the air. And uh, I'm I'm appreciating what you're doing here. Uh, Keep on doing it, and uh, if you'll have me back on it sometime in the future, I'd be more than happy to stop on by. Of course. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, we're always streaming at this hour, so uh, on Saturdays, or, well, that might be changing soon, uh, but you can always drop in whenever you want, and where can people follow you on Twitter and tune into your show? All right. Uh, on Twitter, I am uh, at DJ Tim Kai. That is DJ T-I-M-K-A-I. Uh, the Altered State uh, Twitter account is The Lion Altered. Uh, the, uh, the show is uploaded to Mixcloud when the logger doesn't uh, shit itself and not record the show, which happened last week. Um, that happens. Me. I know, right? It's an FCC violation, too, which is fucked up. If <laughs> that got out, it like legitimately three days worth of uh, non-compliance with the FCC. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's uh, let's let's erase that from the. Uh, we we can erase this, right? This is live. Oh God, no, I'm joking. Um, anyway, but um, uh, oh, mixcloud.com forward slash altered state underscore psu, uh, and then the show itself is on uh, uh, Sundays from five to eight p.m. on again the line ninety point seven FM. Uh, 
it is uh, thelion.fm, or you can find it on tunein.com for the, uh, the live web streams. Um, uh, I also, I have a music project that I go by under uh, once and future no one, uh, at once future no one on Twitter, once and future no one with a backwards E on SoundCloud. If you're interested in some noise shit. Nice. Uh, that's, that's, that's my main socials. I'm not going to give you my Facebook account because a, I don't use it. B it's under my actual name and, uh, C it's been, it, it's for family stuff. So, you know, it's like, uh, I don't use it for anything outside of, uh, no, we did, so. yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, we only so, really push our Twitters and parlors and whatever else we have left. You'd think I'd be all over that shit, but I have, I just, it's, there's only so much energy that I have in a day to be able to maintain even just a Twitter account, or I, I guess technically mean. three Twitter accounts and a Mixcloud. But you know, it's just like there's just way too much stuff out there. Um, one of these days I'll get a parlor probably, but you know, gotta love it, gotta love it, gotta. I can't wait to be called a, a Nazi because I went to the far right, uh, you know, all all uh, social media account parlor. Or Gab, or any of those other sh things. Yeah. They're already doing that anyway. to Gina Carano. Oh, yeah. Now, anytime anybody attempts to make something to fight against one of the big things, everybody just dogpiles on them and says, oh, my God, look at all of the far-right people on there. It's like, mm -hmm. what far-right people? Like, all the far-right people. You mean the far-right people that exist here because they can't exist anywhere else yet uh, uh, right now? Like this is the only place they can go. Is that those far right people, the ones that if you just ignore them, they wouldn't be that big of a deal. Those yeah. those far right people. Like, uh... yep, that's what they do. Cause they wanna they wanna crush the competition. They wanna silence us forever, pretty much. But then, who would they silence after they silenced the people that they disagreed with? Because it's it doesn't stop there. They never they never think about that. They never learn from the damn history. You don't stop once you've gotten rid of your enemies. You find more enemies until yeah. there is literally one person, and then you kill yourself because you don't you disagree with yourself on something. Yeah, yeah that's no, and then well, finally the world will be at peace. <laughs> well, China, man, that's what's gonna happen. They keep following it. I made myself sad again. I'm going to go to bed. Sounds good. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, yeah, you take care and uh, have a great rest of your evening. You too. Thank you much. Fucking says I like Zimbabwe. Fuck that cum. See, here's mine. This is I found some new ones for me. And we'll wrap this up soon, guys, because it's getting late for us too. So we have Reason liberalism, far-right politics. Ooh, there we go. Evolutionary psychology, debate, British blues, reality, entre rios province, um, shtick, Amish, <laughs> social philosophy, U.S. state, black, that's racist, it says I like white. <laughs> Willow. I'm, I'm... Nationalism. Yes. Thomas name. Oh my god. I think I know who that's referencing. Progressivism. Yes. Matter. Um, where's some more fun? Owen Benjamin. Oh, hot drink again. 
Liber Libertarian Party of Canada. Ligon Biochemistry. Country County C Men's Right Movement based. Me Medics. <laughs> yes. Minority group. Right wing populism. Yes. Swamp. No. Lancaster. Lancashire. It's the wrong Lancaster. Don't tell him that. Candy Carson. Subsidiary. Uh, Euroscepticism. <laughs> Lancaster County PA. Fuck. Donald. Separation of Powers. Delco Electronics. <laughs> so random. Watch it put like fucking uh, Cutco on there. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come up. Of Mice and Men. Oh, we always talk about that movie with the rabbits. <laughs> Dark this isn't like feature. multi-core processor. Like what the fuck? Like, Wait, probably like a single core processor. Fuck that. Char Charlie Sheen is on here for me. Oh my god. What's not to love? Like game tons of bitches, coke, and AIDS. You know, it's got everything. Winning. <laughs> Preparation principle. What? Member states of the United Nations. I fucking hate the United Nations. <laughs> I have the UN in here too. Of Burkina Faso. When has that ever came up in conversation? What about Ryder University? I don't even know who they are. Maybe you have to look it up. Maybe that's where you want to get your master's. Um, really? Yeah, because I need a master's. That's what I need. You, you probably like. I'm not. I'm telling you, man. It's not going to hurt. Mixed martial arts. That's Cosmic Rebecca's fault. Nah, that's you from watching that fucking uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> probably is actually. Oh God. So Rhythm speed, and blues. Not like fucking speed. <laughs> <laughs> what type of speed? The movie no, or? Ninety-four film, but I was like, I just think I'm fucking method. <laughs> boy. Anthropomorphism. I guess I'm a furry now, guys. <laughs> you Facebook outed me. Well, you're the one that, like, got me... Oh, I don't want to phrase it that way. That, like, delved me deep into that community to study it. So it's like the two, the 2006 film Click. That's, like, the one fucking Adam Sandler film I really fucking hate. Oh, my God. Do they have, fucking... like, anime lists on there? Uh, no. There wasn't an anime film, so Adam Sandler. No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, do they have anime lists on your fucking list, though? No, designers. No. <laughs> Fucking D Gray Man. Who's D Gray Man? I'm actually interested now. <laughs> Provinces of Argentina. Safety, America, and Canadian football. I don't. I don't even like football. Victory. Who doesn't like victory? Southern <laughs> Africa. British Empire. <laughs> like right under that. <laughs> Based. Pepe footballer for 1983. Yeah, <laughs> they got that confused. <laughs> Oh, God, this is so funny. Well, we're, we're, what was that? It says carnivore. Uh, yeah, is that you like are a big boy. What the fuck's carnivore? Is that like carnivora, like with an A at the end? Is that like the name of some, like, I don't know, As a female act? that eats meat? Oh, God, sound <laughs> Christianity in the first century. Huh. What are you, um, a friend of ours with a medieval studies degree? Oh god, fuck that. 
wonder if that'd be fine to put that under their medieval studies. <laughs> if we talk about it enough, it probably wouldn't pick that up. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to end this stream on a high note and also a late note. So thank you guys for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, click that sub button right there if you're still tuned in, but it's probably just fucking us left. And if you made it to the end of this, congrats. Um, but we'll keep pumping out great content like this. And as always, um, follow Sam too at Sam at Sam underscore NWGC. I think I got that. Yep. Bag. Yep. You got it. Perfectly. Yes. Mm. And at Pluffy Phil, I think he fell asleep. And I guess at Versa News Media on all the other places. But thank you guys for tuning in. See you later, gamers. Take it easy. Wash your hands. What the fuck? It says I like puberty. Who <laughs>